This is Spartan 117. Anyone hear me? Over. Isolate that signal. Master Chief, you mind telling me what you're doing on that ship? Sir, finishing this fight. Welcome back to Finish the Fight, a Halo podcast. I am your host, Jesse Reiners. And I'm your host, Alex Kendall. And of course, we are on another bonus episode. And this one's going to be extremely exciting because we are going to be ranking all the weaponry in Halo. To be specific, specific, we are ranking the weapons that are available in either multiplayer or campaign that are... Equipables, I guess. So turrets are out, different types of weapons. So like your different variations from Halo 5 are out. And there's a couple other things that we kind of left the lenience out to be kind of on an even plane, I would say. Because otherwise, mm. yeah, your top 10 weapons are more than likely going to be some variation that you're getting in the, Halo 5. The scarab gun in yeah, Halo stuff like that. So like scarab guns left out, those are left out. But for the most part, it's going to be everything that's included in the game, including any variations like with Halo CE for PC. So also included like the flamethrower and include the fuel rod gun mm-hmm. from that. So that's really the only difference we're going to see. I also didn't include games like Halo Wars or any spinoffs mm-hmm. because we're staying core to the weapons that you're actually using, you see, you pick up, mm-hmm. you can use a multiplayer that people are used to. Yeah, because even in like Spartan Assault, there's a new weapon. So like we don't know too terribly much about that, and it's hard to apply that to the first person games. Exactly. Cause you do use it, but you don't is because it's still like third person type stuff. So mm-hmm. we left it to the the quote unquote core games from CE all the way to five and have broken it down from there. So you will hear a couple repeats. Just because as I went through, kind of listed the weapons that are in there. The one I really didn't was ODST, because you basically just put two different guns in, and that's about it. Yeah, there wasn't anything new there, really. No, because it's Halo 3 with a different skin for the most part. So added those in, and so we'll go through them. We'll get little descriptions of them. We'll give you some ideas on, you know, their balance variations. And we've seen some stuff change between games. We've seen the plasma pistol change. We've seen the needler change. We've seen the assault rifle change. So we'll list some of those when the specific models changed. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, we'll just go through and have some fun. Yeah. And once we get to the end, we're going to give you our top 10 and our lowest or worst 10. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're just going to be shooting from the hip on this one. Get it? All right. All right. I tried. I'm sorry, guys. That was was good. (laughs) I was holding for the laugh track, but it wasn't there. All right, let's get into this. So, so we're starting with Combat Evolved. Mm-hmm. You know, we're gonna we're gonna also gonna break this down by factions. So let's start with the UNSC. We have the M9 HEDP grenade. So yeah, typical frag grenade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, no real introduction or description needed there. Then we have the M6D pistol, which is one of the most powerful weapons in the game. Period. Yeah. So so this is your <laughs> classic Halo CE pistol. That's way too overpowered. That's your primary sniper and then you pick up the sniper when you don't have the pistol is pretty much what it comes down to yeah because even though we had just talked about you know behind the scenes recently why it's so powerful because jason jones did one little thing with the code to kind of do this domino effect with how powerful it is Mm -hmm. and then next we have the ma5b assault rifle standard assault rifle yeah and and most of you guys if you don't know the ce or haven't played it yet I'm, i'm assuming most of you have you know, your, your pistol, your sorrowful is pretty much your start. The first mm-hmm. gun you get from keys is going to be your god mode pistol. So then you don't have to pick up <laughs> any other guns the rest of the game. But no ammo. 
but okay, but no ammo. Sorry, <laughs> until you walk out the door and eventually get around the corner, because somehow you find a clip around the corner, <laughs> and uh, and your assault rifle. So your assault rifle, it this is a tough one for me because this is such a weird weapon they've put in. Where like headshot with a pistol, done. Fifty rounds of assault rifle, maybe. <laughs> I I thought you were gonna say you're killed, but it's just. Maybe. I, I will say I've always loved the design of the assault rifle. I've always thought it was super unique, super cool. I, I think it's neat. It's, it's, a, it's a perfectly built infantry rifle. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's done really well. You know, obviously in CE, having 60 rounds in the chamber is huge. Mm-hmm. Or is it 120? Uh, I'm wrong either way. I think it's 60. Or 120. I can't remember. I just remember in CE, they basically go, ammo? Yeah, you just have a trailer behind you. It, yeah, that in carries, Reach, I think you start out with like 600 or five or 600 or something. So. Yeah, and, and so you have that, so you have your standard issue. Of course, you also have your overpowered flood killer or your one-tapper, which is the M90 shotgun. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember picking this up in the game the first time, and you basically feel like you are Doom Guy. You are mm-hmm. Duke Nukem just going through shredding everything that's around you. Yeah, and I think they've kept that pretty much a staple throughout all the games. Well, a little bit. A little we'll bit. Get to, we'll get to the Halo 3 shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> Next, then, we have the S2AM sniper rifle, which, again, is something, depending on the mission, it is kind of core, like uh, the Truth and Reconciliation. You start out with that with 500 rounds, and it's it's kind of the main thing you're going to be using until you run out of rounds for the most part. Then I think you, you have a pistol in that one, too, so switching back and forth, you're basically unbeatable. Yeah, and... and- in this game, as opposed to others, too, like pretty much difference between these is like you fire your firing rate on this is so huge compared to other games where you're gonna fire, pull it back, sit down. You just can fire, 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 fire. Mm-hmm. I love this expert excerpt, excuse me, that I pulled from the Xbox manual that came with the game. They give some warnings on some weapons. <laughs> um, so this one is warning: the 14.5 by 144 millimeter APFSDS round is an anti-materiel munition. It can easily overpenetrate several armored soldiers. Be sure of what is on the other side of your target before firing. That's cool. I love that. That's I lo- cool. I love that it's like a little tidbit of basically like, oh, it's penetrated rounds. So like you can get a you know double kill with some headshots, but also don't shoot your friend. Yeah, <laughs> and even then, like it might ricochet off the rock and come right back at you. Mm-hmm. Moving on from that, we have kind of the opposite end of the spectrum. You know, we have these nice finite bullets for precision, and now we have the M19 SSM rocket launcher, which is just blow everything up as quickly as possible. And of course, in Combat Evolved, if you do find yourself facing a flood with one of these, it will be the quickest way to rage quit the game entirely. Yeah, uh, you know, and this was always fun, like jumping into those multiplayer matches with your friends first one to pick up rockets or throw it under rockets matches Mm -hmm. and it's pretty much a one hit kill in a huge radius yeah it hits your dad hits the ground in front of you dead but either way two rockets in the chamber you're gonna be dead yeah and even then i mean for the most part throughout the series getting the rocket in the middle for at one point was like the core to multiplayer Mm -hmm. map making just like we need to get that rocket yeah things have changed later on power weapon you can get Mm mm-hmm Big blow yuppie things. <laughs> we also, to wrap up the UNSC weapons for Halo Combat Evolved, we have only available for PC and only available for multiplayer for it was the M7057 Defoliant Projector, or AKA the Flamethrower. Defoliant? What's that mean? Do you know? Uh, yes, it means flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> Like a defoliant, something that like burns stuff. I've, I've never heard that phrase before. Yeah. 
So it was, like we said, way too powerful for the Xbox to handle. Because yeah, I remember that we talked about like it would just shred frames and just burn <laughs> everything around literally. So it was only available for PC. Uh, but now you can kind of play with it at your leisure. But now let's do away with all the boring UNSC stuff. Let's move on to the kind of cool, depending on what weapon we're talking about, Covenant side. So let's start out with, I think, one of the more classic weapons that we've seen in just about every game. I think every Halo game, yeah, which is the plasma rifle. So it's an automatic energy weapon that, like, I love the concept that, A, it goes by percentage, and if you fire it for too long, it overheats and has mm-hmm. to cool down. Yeah, it's basically the Covenant assault rifle, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at this point. Um, you, you all know it. It's kind of the Elite's main go-to weapon mm-hmm. that we're seeing. You know, so you get some wart, wart, warts coming in, got some plasma rifles, and it's like you said, it's really cool. It's a neat concept. It's been done before, but done really well here in the overheating aspect of plasma mm-hmm. and kind of keeping your rate of fire up and down at the same time. And there's variables like you can fire it. Uh, I think the variation I've looked up with it is like 480 to 600 rounds, very similar to your assault rifle, just you got to work within that range of it. I've never actually thought about how many rounds are in the, uh, the percentage based covenant mm-hmm. weapons. Huh? Interesting. Yeah. Cause if you keep it spun up, fires more rounds mm-hmm. for less percentage. But if you let it slow down, it's actually firing the same percentage uh, for less rounds. There you go. But yeah, and then afterwards, we have the go-to sidearm, the plasma pistol. So just single-shot plasma rounds, or you can hold it, let it charge, and then it'll shoot out a blast, which... Was it in Combat Involved where they taken out shields by then? Or did they add that later on? Has it always taken out shields? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, I just want to make sure, because I... Other than our recent playthrough, I haven't played Combat Evolved in a minute. So, but yeah, it takes out the shield. So, I mean, later on, it's used to def- definitely just take out a, a elite shield and then switch over to an automatic and take them out really quickly. Mm, no, it's actually one of the best weapons in the game, but we can argue that later. I wasn't saying it was bad. Well, it's the best weapon in the game. But and, and, and I want to throw this in here right now. Anytime you you load it and or you overcharge it and it hits a wall and you hear that sizzling. I just found this out recently. That's Marty O'Donnell actually making that noise. That's where it came from. He made like the noise in the studio and they used it. Wow. Fun fact. I just had to throw it in there. I had to throw it in there. You know what? If you guys want it for a video game, it's tough. Only Marty can do it. (laughs) Uh, We also have, I think, one of the coolest innovations for Halo, at least in the CE world, was the Needler. It was a weapon that used ammunition, so it was off the plasma spectrum of it, of the percentage, but it shot these different needles that whenever enough of them combined, 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 into <laughs> Combundance. a friend, an enemy, vehicle, whatever, it would explode. Mm-hmm. So it would cause a detonation. So it was just such a neat weapon that really changed from just being like this, okay, humans shoot bullets, Aliens shoot plasma type deal, and it kind of it started to change how you looked at it. Yeah, uh, and then it's like, oh, they also shoot pink crystals that will explode in your face. Yeah, and I thought that was such a unique thing because you can easily take down an elite or Spartan with it, mm-hmm. and, and they're and they they follow you. They're tracer rounds mm-hmm. too. So it was like it's just this weird thing. It's like there's so much like theoretical technology just in that gun alone. What I really enjoy about it too is there's still so little known about like origins with it. Like there's, mm. there's little tidbits given about, like, oh, it's, it's this person who designed this. But I love that, you know, within the booklet, they basically talk about very little is known about this weapon. Mm-hmm. No one has any idea how they got it. Also, it traces you and we have no idea why. Yeah, and even in Halsey's journal, they take it apart and she's like, I don't know what this is. 
Yeah, what is this just magic crystal we're shooting? Mm -hmm. And of course, there's there's so many theories out there that I've watched of like how it actually works, and they're all they're all great and amazing. They're all like on on so many different ends of like this is how it could be. It could, mm -hmm. You know, like the the crystals turn into a gas and then reform into the gun. That's why they look different. I don't know. I don't they're know. actually wrong. Because what happens was, so the weaponsmith, when he was creating weapons, he had one of those crystal growers behind him. Mm -hmm. oh, you know, where you like pour course. water in it, put some crystals in the grow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what happened. And he, oh, he went, oops. And he tripped on a banana peel. <laughs> a gun accidentally went into his tank and the crystals just fell in. So it's kind of like how Reese's were made. It was mm -hmm. just like someone with peanut butter and someone with chocolate ran into each other. Yeah. And then they took a bite of it and they're like, wait a second. Bam. End of story. <laughs> I solved the world's mystery for you. <laughs> All right, so moving on from that, we have, I think, an amazing weapon, the fuel rod gun. Mm -hmm. But, of course, this was a PC exclusive. Correct. And the first time we ever saw it, it was uh, purple. So it shoots condensed plasma that when it hits its target, just explodes. Yeah, I remember first seeing grunts in the campaign with it, and it's like, I want to pick that up. Same thing with the energy sword. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I want to pick that up. Yeah. Give and, it to me. And then you, you go for it. It's like, I think I brought this up before, that video of that raccoon with uh, uh, cotton, cotton candy. candy, and it goes into the water. That is you when you first play Combat Evolved, and you try to go for it, and you're like, oh, mm -hmm. it just sizzled out. Yeah, and, th and this gun obviously is has the same take on what the hunters fire at you, gives you that idea, and it gives you that arcing plasma that, you know, that the tanks will shoot, so at the rays that will shoot at you with the hunters, so it gives you that idea of it. And it, once again, like I said, it's a plasma weapon, so it has a percentage charge on this one. And I believe it is, I, wanna, I don't remember how, is it like 10 shots? Eight shots? I forget what it is for the PC. It, it, and here's the thing, it always changes, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Like the capacity is always changing. So it's, uh, let's just go with 6 to 10. Yeah, because in the PC it didn't have ammo. It had percentage, just mm -hmm. like all the other weapons. But once we finally get the game, the fuel rod gun into the game, we now have ammunition charges. Mm-hmm. So a little different with it. And then to wrap up the Covenant weaponry of Combat Evolved, we have the plasma grenade. So, of course, you throw it, sticks to your opponent, and then charges up and explodes. Mm -hmm. Pretty straightforward, uh, pr pretty crucial in sticky situations. I didn't mean to make that pun, but I just did. So thank you, folks. Thank you. I'll be here all week. Mm. Yeah, anyway, it's, it's, <laughs> it's such a cool weapon. I mean, I remember first jumping in and be like, oh, they stick to people. That's really cool. And trying to get that perfect arc. To either stick your friend or stick that like elite that's way out there, and, and then just have them tumble into your either your, the other friends they have or tumble uh, into the grunts. And you always gave yourself bonus points when you could hit them in the face. Mm -hmm. You're always just like, yeah, like it, it did nothing for the gameplay. But that was always like me and my friends just later on when we'd throw sticky grenades at each other in multiplayer. It's like we we'd almost give ourselves like more points like unofficially on the roster because we got each other in the face. Oh, of course. And I don't remember which Halo it started, if it was a CE or not, but whenever you do get a headshot or head stick, I guess, and they get the actual blue like plasma flame in their visor, they know mm -hmm. they're screwed. <laughs> yeah, you you see it start to just get brighter and brighter. And you're like, like, oh no. So that's when you just start running towards people. To, mm -hmm. <laughs> if if I'm going down, so are you. So that wraps up CE for you. So a smaller list of guns as we're going to see in other games, mm -hmm. but very impactful. And a lot of them, we're going to see either iterations of them, upgrades on them, or just wholly entirely rebuilds on them. But we're going to see those guns throughout Halo. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This kind of set the precedent for it and really where we're going to go with it. Because later we'll see that the flamethrower, even though it didn't make it in as a, you know, quote unquote weapon later, it's a turreted weapon. Kind of like you see with the the missile pods and other things like that. Mm -hmm. You still see it come back. 
Yeah. So really cool. But we'll move on now to Halo 2. And we'll start with the UNSC side again, of course. We will start with, I would say, honestly, the most controversial weapon in Halo, bar none. Because it's the greatest weapon in Halo, bar none. The M6C pistol. And I, lo- I love your logic as to why you you love this weapon because you say it's the only pistol that acts truly as a sidearm. Yeah, and, and they definitely change that later on where there's different iterations, like they, they increase either the ammo capacity or fire rate as well as damage, or they change stuff around. So they really took it, went, oh, we made a sniper rifle in the last game. Let's make it a very weak sidearm. Yeah, like That's, something that you pull out when you run out of ammo. Exactly. It's, it's meant to be there as your sidearm for it. You're not trying to go through the entire game with just a pistol, trying to use those things. So... I really enjoy it. And this is also with Halo 2, one of the first and slowly starting to be the last experiences of dual wielding. And so when you get to dual wield those, you feel like a cool cowboy. Mm-hmm. You have some fun. You always say draw before you kill people. Exactly. So uh, I really enjoy it. I think it's it's a weapon that's very un-Halo in Halo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, it I, it's one of the first weapons for me that I saw that looked just like a regular version of a weapon. Like, clearly the CE pistol has a very unique look along with the assault rifle and everything. This is the first time we get something that's like, this just looks familiar. It feels Mm -hmm. familiar. Exactly. And it's one where you jump into the game, you go, headshot. Oh, that didn't didn't work like the last one. I want to see the stats of the first 24 hours of Halo 2 being released of people dying at that part where you meet the hunters trying to kill them with that pistol. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to see those stats. Oh, yeah. So moving on from that, we have another first appearance, which is the BR-55 rifle. The BR rifle. Mm-hmm. So the ammo capacity has 36 rounds, and it's a triple shot fire. So how how many headshots did you have to get in Halo 2 to kill someone with it? Three? It was t- two or three. If you connected all six rounds, I don't remember. It's either all nine rounds or all six rounds. For full shields, mm, yeah, but I mean, it it was it was almost like it replaced the, the AR. So it, oh, it thankfully, had, <laughs> yes. So it had uh, some. I'm not gonna say big shoes. It had shoes to fill. Yeah, it was one of those where people were like, oh, it's interesting. We don't have to have a machine gun anymore. We have like a bullpup. We have a we have a, a burst fire rifle, mm-hmm. and people started to realize this is much better because one, I can control my spray. Mm. You're now getting into the skill of the game. Because I, you always consider like single shot or triple shot things that are, are scoped or are skill shots. Mm. So instead of the spray and pray, it's more skill shots and it leads to SWAT as a game type. Yeah. And I mean, for me, you play other games with, with uh, three round bursts and I, I, those guns have never resonated with me the way that the BR does. Because mm-hmm. it just, it feels more powerful and impactful when you're attacking someone with a BR. Yeah. You, and that's the thing too, is I judge a lot of the guns based on... Obviously, my popularity and how I like them, how they work in multiplayer and campaign, mm-hmm. but the feel and sound, and does it make you feel like you're really firing this cool gun? And so we also have now what I, I guess some people also consider the exchange for the assault rifle, mm-hmm. which is the M7 caseless submachine gun, the SMG. Yeah, it was like a 60-40 trade for the assault rifle. It's like 60% of the time you're really going to be utilizing that BR and then... Maybe 40% of the time, maybe even 30% of the time, utilizing that submachine gun. And I think, too, you have to notice that one thing they really did with this was the spray and sway of the weapon really jumped with this gun. Mm -hmm. So as you're trying to fire, you're slowly going up. And if you're firing two because it's dual wielding with these, you're going all over the place. It's inaccurate as hell. But it, it can help you to pinch, especially if you're up close with them. Yeah, I think they needed a, a machine gun 
that would pair that would work perfectly for dual wielding. Mm-hmm. And that's really why they did it because on a lot of levels, if you start with the basic settings, you usually start with an SMG. Mm-hmm. It's an easy weapon to dual wield. It's not very powerful. It's not overpowered in the least, and it really sounds like you're just popping popcorn. That's one thing about it too that when you fire it, you're like, I'm just firing this as a little ratatatter. I imagined it as like if you had a. a floor that was just bubble wrap and you just released like a bunch of toddlers on it and like let them (laughs) do their thing like that's to me exactly what it sounds like oh yeah so now for sniper rifles we have a kind of a newer version a a 0.5 or a 2.0 i don't know however you want to classify it the s2am sniper rifle Mm -hmm. you know so it's it's a little more jazzed up we have more polygons so we have to call it a new (laughs) model that's essentially what we're doing here guys yeah it had update it didn't have that same ka-chunk power Mm -hmm. that you kind of felt in that first one it's slimmed it down so you don't have that weird like 50 cal barrel sitting right in front of you <laughs> that that like extends like a mile yeah so so it it was a quote-unquote downgrade from it still headshots would do what you had to do with them mm-hmm. but it was a different model type for it and you're gonna see that as we go we'll list kind of first appearances of either model types of it so it's probably the same gun you've seen yeah but a little alteration or some things that actually changed it significantly yeah but and then, you know, as well, same thing, the M19 SSM rocket launcher kind of had some cosmetic changes. But, you know, this is the first time that it could lock onto vehicles, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the first time we're seeing that. And I know that's because especially when now that you can actually fly and have so many other vehicles that are going around and you're getting these multiplayer maps and you're trying to, like, really jazz it up. It definitely makes it so much easier to start tracking. Yeah. And even the, I, I could see them looking at anecdotal feedback of... Assault on the control room and having a rocket launcher with all those banshees around and just like missing them all the time. Maybe I'm a horrible player, but that was my experience a lot. So, hey, we all suck. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, so a situation like that where, again, they're adding something like that that you don't think about it, but is so crucial and changes the way that you can play the campaign or the multiplayer. Well, it really was because the grand scale of the campaign jumped up. You had so many more vehicles you were fighting at the same time. It wasn't just like two on screen. Mm-hmm. You had so much more going on. And it really brought the quality of life of the game up. Mm-hmm. Instead of having to like hope and pray you're going to hit that banshee, like those six banshees that are circling about, you're like, oh, I don't know, just fire into them. I always thought about like the rocket launchers without target locating as like shooting a bow and arrow from far away in a mm-hmm. game. Because sometimes you have to plan it and be like, is the monster going to turn into this arrow? Now it's like, nah, son, I don't have to worry about that. Well, and luckily in Halo, they're very forgivable about like rocket launchers and missiles that mm-hmm. they continue on their trajectory <laughs> forever. They never like alter it like a regular one would. They're like... Just as long as it goes down that line. <laughs> so yeah, this definitely brought the quality of life up for it. And it still gave the attacker an opportunity. Because mm-hmm. you still had to like lock on, get it going. And you could still dodge it in a banshee. Yeah. And then we, as well, come over to the M90 shotgun again. But a little different. Wasn't as powerful because it had less rounds in it. That was one of the biggest things. We had 24 in CE. Mm-hmm. This now drops it to 12. Changes up the scatter pattern a little bit. And in my opinion, it just makes it less of that Doom weapon and more of like this realistic Halo-ish weapon in, in, in yeah. a way. Like it yeah. takes you from being super god to just being a Spartan god. <laughs> Fair enough. And then we have the M9 HEDP fragment grenade. So the radius is, is increased a little bit by 15 to 30 feet, which you never really think about that in Halo. But hey, now you have something to think about. So, of course, they just upgraded it a little bit, made it just a little more powerful. But like the last game, you can still bounce it. So in case you have someone hiding behind a hill and you would get creative and pretend like you're playing a game of pool, 
Just throw it and hope that it goes and hits the opponent. That wraps up our UNSC boys again. Now we're over to Covenant. And, of course, start with the Plasma Pistol. This has now changed up a bit. You can dual wield just like you could before. And it's changed up the aspects of it. So with CE2, you did see some aspect changes. Like like I said, in CE, the Plasma Pistol um, was pretty overpowered at times. Not as powered, not as overpowered as your Magnum is, but in any case, you can bring down Elite with just a couple shots. So they've changed that because obviously they've taken down these power levels a little bit for the dual wielding weapons. Mm-hmm. So you're not going really good gun, also really good gun <laughs> type thing. Really good gun times two. Yeah. So it's brought those power levels down, but still using that same amount of juice. And I believe Halo 2 started it. I th- might be wrong. Just yell at me if I'm wrong all the time. The Halo 2 started the drain juice, or was that 3? Drain juice. When you hold the pistol in, the energy starts to go down continuously. Oh, I, I believe that was 2, Because I know in yeah. CE, you could hold it indefinitely without like I, any repercussion I'm of it. I'm 95% sure. How about this? I'm going to pause this. We're going to go back to our apartments, pop the game in, play mm-hmm. it for like an hour, come back here and start recording again. Yep. So, so we'll be right back, guys. Oh, yep, you were right. Yep, I was right. We, we did it, guys. <laughs> we went through and found it. All right, so now so now we have the plasma rifle. So again, we could dual wield. So the power was kind of brought down a little bit, but still get about anywhere from 420 to 600 rounds, depending on if you're strategic with that rifle, which no one's strategic with it. It's, it's, a, it's a rifle. Like, you just fire at a bunch of enemies, hope to take down their shields, switch over with your SMG and just take them out. Yeah, and that's really what Halo 2 allowed a, a lot of was doing those combos. Mm-hmm. Many people think that pistol is underpowered, but if you're using a plasma pistol to take a shield down or a plasma rifle and you take a couple shots to the head with that pistol, it's a really good combo. Yeah. So this was more, much more of a combo game and less of like having single overpowered weapons for everything. Yeah. Now, now this is surprising to me is that I didn't realize we have the, the brute plasma rifle first appearance. It, it acts the same for the most part, still uh, battery or percentage-based ammo overheats, but the f- it only fires about 360 to 540 rounds, which I didn't realize. I thought it was the exact same, but it's red instead of purple. Yeah, so I looked up just a tiny, tiny bit of lore, because, you know, we're a huge lore podcast. Um, it had to do <laughs> with, basically, Jirohane got a hold of it through this merchant, and they were able to, like, manipulate it. That's why it kind of overcharges too much. I didn't realize that either. And stuff with that. And, you know, it's trying to go on that brutish aspect of, like, kill, kill, kill. Like, there's no mm-hmm. grace in it. Well, also, they, they don't get the, the, the stuff that's new and working. They get the hand-me-downs, essentially. Exactly, and that's why you see a lot of their weapons are weird modified kind of human weapons but not really you know with the maulers and the brute shots are still in that same realm of like using different metals that seem humanoid Mm -hmm. but still have you know covenant swing on them if whether they were built by the jirohana themselves or if they had some engineers build some of that tech for them. Yeah. Well, I think it was when Isaac Hannaford was was doing concept art for them in Halo 3 he said he was inspired by like he imagined them having like a chop shop where they just mm-hmm. like took apart everything and put it back together. Yeah. So, so, so it makes a lot of sense. Exactly. And then we also have another dual wielder that I think for a lot of people, either way, I think it's a great weapon with it when you're dual wielding it is a needler. Mm-hmm. Neither you got 30 ammos per magazine, if you want to call it that, that basically shreds your enemies if you're dual wielding it. This, this is really where <laughs> yeah. the needler started going, I am a very overpowered weapon. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am far too powerful for this game. Yeah, because uh, Halo 3 saw that and said, uh, let's not allow you to dual wield that. Which yep. is, at least let's do it in the campaign. Come yeah, on. Yeah, let me, let me just shred some grunts up. That's all I really wanted to do. Uh, yeah, so it was really interesting, and it kind of shifted the gameplay a little bit. Granted, Halo 2 is not perfect, and that's just kind of one of the mistakes that bled through, unfortunately. So now this is a first appearance, and... I love this weapon, by the way, for the most part, the Covenant Carbine. Mm-hmm. So the ammo capacity is 36 rounds. It's a precision rifle. And, you know, usually you're going to be seeing mainly just jackals using it in Halo 2, if I'm correct. I believe so. You might have some elites with them. But or, or brutes as well, I think. Brutes as well, because it's, it's seen as a marksman rifle in a mm-hmm. way. So you're seeing, if you don't have a jackal with a sniper, you typically have a jackal with one of these that are still trying to pick you off. But mm-hmm. not as much damage. Yeah, and and it's almost technology that kind of mimics the fuel rod gun. So it's those same kind of containers, those green bursts. Yeah, using that tech of basically bottling up that plasma and be able to uh, expel it out. So and it's also kind of a take on the needler in a way, because you're basically kind of trying to projectile this goopy goo mm-hmm. they're basically trying to like design these alien weapons with it so <laughs> makes a cool idea but it's it was one of the coolest things added as well as the br because you go oh i'm out of br ammo and you're like oh i can use this same thing yeah if you're a precision kind of guy now we have that uh not only from the unsc but the covenant as well mm-hmm. yeah so they still try to mimic that i think either one either side didn't seem overpowered in a way or didn't seem like only these weapons are for these people, mm-hmm. and these were for these. And we're going to yeah. see that as the games continue, yeah. that all the weapons will kind of come together in a way. Yeah. So now we have something that is a the bane of existence for many players who tried to beat Halo 2 on Legendary. But we have the Particle Beam Rifle, so the Covenant equivalent to the Sniper Rifle. Mm-hmm. This one is is unique in the way that, of course, like the Plasma Rifle, it has percentage-based ammo. But it also has to cool down. So if you try to fire two shots really quickly, you only get two shots before it needs to cool down. Mm-hmm. So pace yourself. Yeah, but it does allow you to never have to reload. So mm-hmm. if, if you can, if you maintain what you're firing at, you can kind of keep a rate of fire uh, that will maintain it so you don't have to ever reload or overheat. And like Jesse said, once they threw this in the game and basically put these aimbots in for these jackals, you were mm-hmm. done with. Well, I saw a video of a guy who who did some kind of grenade jump in that area where that courtyard where you first see the brutes but he was in the sky let's say like a hundred feet and somehow one of the jackal snipers picked him out of the sky mm-hmm. like incredible like they're there just waiting and and that really confirms it's just like the second you get within that range like just that sensor goes on you and you're screwed yeah it's just a name but it's just like once they're in this range shoot their head <laughs> and next up we have another brute weapon which was Really different than most anything we've seen thus far, mm-hmm. which is the brute shot. Yeah, it, it really, it's that chop shop style that we're seeing. Yeah, it was basically you get a bandolier of grenades, slap it into a conveyor belt with some blade on it, mm-hmm. and shoot out a tube. Yeah, and well, because it's got that giant blade on the back that I've always thought was really cool. And I'm just going to assume that it, that blade is not more powerful melee than using any other weapon. I'm, I'm going to not, unfortunately. That. I always thought so when I was playing that when I was younger. I was like, wouldn't that be cool? And then reality set in. So, but you, I, I will always love that thing. I mean, if you, that's definitely in a situation where you are fighting brutes. That's one of the best weapons to use against them. As long as you have your distance, they start coming at you, unload. 
So yeah. you've got four rounds. Just don't miss. Yeah, and this is the first time that we're going to see a grenade launcher in here. We'll see some iterations come. Some might be better. Some might be even worse. So we'll see how it goes. We don't know. But basically a first in the sense that we can actually use it now mm-hmm. is the Covenant Energy Sword, which is three foot long. Never thought about how long it was. So good to know. But of course, it's it's a sword. It's a sword that as long as you can get near your opponent, depending on your opponent, whether it's a multiplayer or a campaign, one slice, they're out. Mm-hmm. Pretty straightforward. And depending on how good you are with it, especially in like a game mode later on, like zombies, you can really do some damage with it. Yeah. And this is also one of the first times that they'll play with melee variations. So you can sword block, you can sword cancel with a couple of things. So they've added in different variations of really using the weapon that's mm-hmm. different than just your typical melee or obviously shooting weapon. And now we finally get to officially quote unquote use that fuel rod gun. Yeah, it's more in the broader audience because it's not a console. Because most people, I don't really think, like me as a young kid who didn't have a PC, was not really thinking about, oh, I'm missing out on two weapons on PC. And and these two maps, oh. Yeah, I I have this now. So we now, instead of a percentage charge, we have ammunition. And it comes in those like clusters of green stacks, I guess. Mm -hmm. Someone described that better than me. Just do it. That's terrible. It's a, it's a magazine that just sticks together, It's I a guess. chunky mag. <laughs> a chunky mag. So put that chunky mag in. You, actually, you get five shots per mag, and they fire out very similar to the Hunter, so it's just like a concussion blast with mm-hmm. like a, fi- a fiery green ball. Yeah, it's like it's like if you chopped the Hunter's arm off and painted it yellow, essentially. That's how it acts, more or less. Pretty much. So, yeah, you finally get to use it. You do get magnification in it, obviously, because it's trying to combat the UNSC rocket launcher to a mm-hmm. point. It does less damage, but you do have a quicker fire rate, and obviously you get five rounds instead of two, mm-hmm. so they're trying to make up for that. I, I love how Bungie did tackle balancing that kind of stuff, because it's like the carbine can can fire quicker, but it's not three-round burst, but it fires quicker and has mm-hmm. more ammo than the BR, so really cool when they were doing stuff like that. Yeah, it, it makes it really fun to kind of have very similar weapons, but different ways of using them. Mm-hmm. And to wrap up the Covenant weaponry, we have the plasma grenade. We already know it. This time we know that the radius is 30 feet, and we still really don't know how it sticks to things. Mm. But yeah, they did, the, they did do a visual update, so you don't have as much crazy flair going on mm-hmm. with it. They definitely toned it down, so you can still see it spherical on things, uh, but still maintains the same aspect that you're seeing in, in the original. It, it also doesn't take as long to explode whenever it sticks on something. Because I remember in CE, it's like... It's a four-second fuse, I believe, and they've shrunk it to a three-second fuse. Yeah, I remember going back and playing CE for the first time. I was like, holy crap, this is is a minute. Mm -hmm. And to wrap up Halo 2, we now get introduced to the Sentinel Beam. Mm -hmm. And so obviously it fires a continuous beam that has also a percentage charge to it. Uh, and you get two variations. You get your yellow beam, which you're seeing all over the place. Then eventually you get a blue variant, which is from the Sentinel Majors. Yep. Um, that does a little bit more damage with it. I always assume they just did the same thing. They're just like, eh, eh give them different colors. I need, I need to just assume if it's a different color, it's a different damage output. Pretty much. But yeah, so now that we have wrapped up all of Halo 2, let's move on to Halo 3, which is... A game that we did also see some drastic changes to some weapons and how they fire and their output and whatnot. So let's start with the M6G pistol, which classic throwback. You know, it looks just like the Combat Evolved pistol. Still not as powerful and or as the CE pistol, but it's more powerful than the Halo 2 pistol. Yeah, they kind of 
met the middle ground and kind of made the CE pistol what it should have been, I guess you would mm-hmm. say. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's still a variable weapon you can use, and they've made some improvements to it. And obviously you still have your 12 rounds mm-hmm. and all the other aspect to it. So it's it's still a good gun. Yeah. And we also see the return, a little bit, of the M7 caseless submachine gun, the SMG. So those 60 rounds, I believe they tweaked the damage up slightly. You're still not getting the same amount you're getting with Halo 2, which really just kind of touched people a little bit, like poked them. Yeah. But have tweaked it up a little. It's in. The, I feel like you never see it in the campaign. I could think of two places where it comes up. Like, it, it almost never comes up because I think they were really wanting the AR to be like, we got this. Yeah, because now, now we got the AR back. And I think they really reserved the submachine gun more for the Marines. And you mm. can pretty much pick it off of bodies, a couple areas. But for the most part, they're like, you guys asked for it a lot. <laughs> Here's the AR back, but very different. Well, yeah, I mean, as we had just said, the MA5C, ICWS, write that down, assault rifle, which now just standard 32 rounds. And it's, I feel like it's not as powerful as the CE pistol or the, the no, CE you're, assault you're rifle. No, you're very right about that. <laughs> um, I believe so as well. Obviously, you're getting half of the magazine that's in there. So you go from 60 rounds to 32 at this point, but it makes it a little bit, it makes it a little bit less. For, for be- lack of a better word, cartoony. It sounded it. cartoony. This this gun was just kind of silly overall. Yeah, and, and it definitely toned down the Doom style of Halo CE and has made it more mm-hmm. into this kind of real life aspect S- of it. Be more strategic with it. Mm-hmm. We're also seeing a little change with it, but we've got back the battle rifle, the BR-55HBSR. So little shift with it, little change towards three, mm-hmm. but you still have that three-round burst going. It's still an essential weapon for the most part, yeah. and you see everybody still using it. I feel like it's it, it's way better to use in multiplayer than it is in the campaign, unless you're just picking off grunts, because it's still... I It was something about Halo 3's UNSC weapons that just felt plastic to me. And it felt like they toned most of them down. One, it, they were still trying to figure out their balancing act, mm-hmm. because with two, they went, nope. And then with three, they went, <laughs> yes, on some of them, but no on those overpowered ones we just put in. Yeah. It, I don't know. It's weird. But th- that's just my assessment. Let us know how you how you feel like which game has the best weapons, because that's always curious to see that kind of divide. Mm-hmm. Now we have the M90A CAWS, or CAUSE, shotgun. So now we have six eight-gauge shells. So before, I think... And CE or in two is 12, 12. Right? And, and CE is 24. Yeah, so we definitely come down. They're like, okay, chill out. I still love the shotgun. I feel I feel like for the most part, the shotgun was still about the same. No. Uh, heavy decrease in damage uh, for three, and the spread's a little different. So unfortunately, this got a huge chunk taken out of it. There's still aspects like sword shotgun battle. Like you still have those things. Mm-hmm. But if you're wanting to bring a weapon in, you're probably going to avoid the shotgun for the most part and bring something else. I always like it, but that was just me. And like we're going to see in pretty much, I think, every Halo, except for three to ODST, a change in the sniper rifle. Mm-hmm. Now we're seeing the SRS 990 AM sniper rifle. You still have those four rounds, but like we said, your damage output varies slightly, but for the most part, it's a lot of visual updates and sound updates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one sounded... A lot more realistic, mm-hmm. essentially. But after that, we have the M41 SSR MAV slash AW rocket launcher. So two HE rockets per magazine. That's pretty much it. 
This, <laughs> but th- this one, I feel like this one was another one that didn't have too much of a change from two to three. Again, am I crazy? A little visual. I mean, well, I mean yeah. For a lot, for two to three, a lot of what it was was visual updates to mm-hmm. it. A little cleaner because you're coming from obviously Xbox to Xbox 360. So a lot of those visual upgrades towards them and just making it look like a more polished game. And I think taking some of the hefty cartoon aspects of CE. And bringing more, like I said, of that real life, slimmed down, toned down versions of them. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, another new one we're looking at. Yeah. Is the WAV M6 GGNR or the Spartan Laser. Mm-hmm. So you obviously get five shots per your whole charge. And this one's similar in an aspect of the charging of your rockets. Like you obviously have to like, lock onto something, hold it. But with this, you're actually charging up the blast of this, like, photon beam that it's shooting out. Yeah. And it just melted anything in front of you. Yeah, it'll take... For the most part, I know, like, it'll probably take one, like... Or is it, like, two shots for, like, wraiths you can take those out pretty easily? But if you see, like, an enemy or, like, a ghost or a turret or anything like that, one shot, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the best part is trying to 360 no-scope someone in multiplayer with it from across <laughs> the field. Well, that's an achievement, right? It is a double kill with a, mm-hmm. a Spartan laser. So I think they really wanted people to use that in multiplayer. Like, we'll just give them, like, the hardest achievement, and then they'll never not use yeah, it. Yeah, because it's an accuracy weapon, but has to be built up mm-hmm. and used with it. So it just makes it, it, makes it a fun challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to wrap up the UNSC's Halo 3 weapons, we have the M9HE DP Fragmentation Frag Grenade. So the kill radius is 5 meters and the casualty radius is 15 meters. Not really much has changed as we know. Polygons. That's what changed. Polygons, some of the damage has altered on some aspects of it, but that's like sub-levels. And that's more Mm -hmm. of like the, no, the grenades got better in this game. Or no, the grenades got worse in this game. You can argue the aspect of it. And yes, they have. Yes, they haven't. To each their own. Maybe you just got worse, bud. Maybe you it's, just got worse. You got older. You lost <laughs> that young touch to it. You can't play games no more. <laughs> so now we jump over to the Covenant. Plasma Pistol again. Not really seeing much of a variation with it. And like I said, some of these games, guys, we're going to go through them a little quicker with these. I wanted to reiterate what's in there. The only one I've really changed is ODST because it, it is three. Mm-hmm. Just with two different guns. But Plasma Pistol, they tweaked it a little bit. Um, but you're still not seeing the same damage output you saw like with CE. Next on the list, we have the return of the plasma rifle, a, mm-hmm. a staple at this point. You got to know by now it's a staple. Yeah, and like we said, it's visual updates for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yep, so, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. But moving on from that, we have something new, the Brute Mauler. Mm-hmm. So five shells within a magazine. This is kind of the finally the covenant answer to the shotgun yes we haven't had that before and it's dual wieldable Mm -hmm. so it's not as powerful but you get two you're perfectly fine yeah and uh, this to me too was one of those guns when i picked it up it felt good to carry it felt good to shoot it felt resonant with it didn't feel like an overpowered shotgun but it felt like it was doing the damage it should do i guess if that makes Mm -hmm. sense yeah yeah but on the other hand, we also did get the Brute Spiker, the Spike Rifle, whatever you want to say it, or you can call it the Poop Rifle, whatever you want to call it. Pretty worthless. It's, uh, so you had 48 spikes per magazine, and if you go, I like the Needler, and you pick this up, you go, it shoots spikes, kind of like the Needler, but it does none of the damage or any of the impact at all. It takes away what's unique about the the needler. It's this game's assault rifle. <laughs> like that's what it is. It, it 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 
felt cool because it has those two like spikes in the front. You could feel mm-hmm. like you could like stab someone with it, rip their guts out. It looked cool. You you saw that for the first time. You're like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm invincible. No, you die pretty quickly. Even dual wielding them, you're almost emptying both clips. Uh huh. And then you take an hour to reload them. It's basically like I'll put a few in you and melee you 17 times until you die. Yeah, it's basically like I'm shooting you in the back. Guess what? I'm gonna come and punch you. I'm coming for you. <laughs> Stay right there. Yeah. Stay right there. I'm gonna get you. And if it did more melee damage, I could justify. Yeah, if the, they had if they had that aspect to it. Yeah, if that aspect was included, the same thing with like the brute shot. If that blade actually did more melee damage mm-hmm. than just being cool to kick it up, that would make sense then. Where their weapons did less damage because they didn't know how to put them together. Yeah, but they knew how to do melee close damage because they're just giant gorillas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but alas. But yeah, so now let's have the cool version of the Brute Spiker, which is the Needler. Mm-hmm. Nothing's really changed at this point. It's still have the 30 needles. Still 30 needles. They're still kind of cartoony looking, and they still follow you around. They still explode. They actually, It's actually a, a weapon worthwhile, unlike its little dumb cousin, Brute Spiker. But, like we did say, they did reduce the damage, and they did not allow dual wielding now. So ah. so they did nerf it a bit in the game. You know, they don't do it like modern day. They don't just nerf it over the internet. They had to make an entire new game <laughs> to change the aspect of it. <laughs> but they nerfed it a bit. It was still viable because especially with brutes, whenever they go into like rage mode and start charging, you can kind of build it up into them, mm-hmm. have them explode. So still viable. Yeah. Not as great as Halo 2. Mm-hmm. We also see the return of the carbine. And I think they really polished it off. It looked much better in this version, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It was cleaner, sleeker, much more Covenant-esque than its Halo mm-hmm. 2 predecessor. Well, I think it's like that you have those two games to work with and go, this mm-hmm. is what makes it tick aesthetically and with the function as well. Yeah, and I think it's, it's like you said, over that time with CE, we had big, chunky weapons, big, mm-hmm. chunky model characters, and as we see it, it gets slimmer, cleaner, sleeker, more polygons. They they go on the diet and look at that. Atkins, Atkins comes in and goes, hey, you can still eat that pizza, but you got to get rid of that. I think that's what Atkins does. I don't know the Atkins diet. No, Weight Watchers is where you log the points. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Whatever. You log some points, you slim your guns down. Weight Watchers. Oh, man. But yeah, now moving on. We have, again, the Brute Shot, Mm -hmm. but this time it's six rounds, so they increased the rounds, actually. I want to say it's about the same. Am I crazy? There's probably a little bit of damage reduction in it. I believe there is, but I think, let's say, five rounds is still better than those four. So you still Mm -hmm. have a positive net gain, in a way. Yeah, because it still fires about the same rate. Mm -hmm. The blade on the back still does not do anything. But still cool. Still cool. I mean, the thing looks absolutely crazy. It it represents the the brutes beautifully, just thrash and shred. That's what I think about. And you you should be able to do it, but you can't. I digress. And and that's really what it's for. Mm -hmm. What's not for thrashing and shredding is the return of the beam rifle. Mm -hmm. So still that dreaded beam rifle. I believe they turned the damage down a little bit when it comes to, or at least the aimbotting for your campaign. Well, well, as well as they, they fire some warning shots sometime mm-hmm. now. And this is more diving into how the AI use it, but whatever. But, but, it, made, but it made it beatable. It mm-hmm. made it not want to pull your hair out every time you turned a corner to try and find wherever that jackal sniper was. Mm-hmm. Still difficult, but in multiplayer, still the same effect. Headshots do headshots. Exactly. Hashtag headshots. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag headshots do headshots. Mm-hmm. You're here first, folks. But now we have the fuel rod gun. Once again, really nothing different. No, I, 
uh, they might have changed the ammo capacity, but honestly, I used it so infrequently. Mm-hmm. It was one of those things where, like, if I found it, I go, okay, cool. Bam, 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 bam. Oh, there's no more ammo. All right. Let me yeah, because you always find them with three rounds in them. Yeah, and, so. and it's always a place where you know you're going to use it. There's like, oh, there's 18 grunts bunched up? Yeah. Okay. Oh, there's there's a pair of hunters. We got you, buddy. We got you. Yeah, so then I go pick up one of the 30 plasma pistols and continue with that. Mm-hmm. And then we get, obviously, return of our energy sword. Little bit of tweaking since two. The animations are slightly different. Uh, they've changed the combat system of it, but we're still seeing the same energy sword. Uh, they might have tweaked how much charge you get per swipe. Well, I know with with if you use it against it was in two or three that if you use it against flood, it takes. It uses I know. Less. I know three one hundred percent. It does. Okay. Okay. Two. I don't remember if it, it might have been in two as well. It might have been. I I don't remember with this because I. I don't, whenever we get to like these comparisons, I don't remember because I've, I've played those games thousands of hours. But when it comes yeah. to comparing them, I go, they kill. <laughs> they, they kill. They kill things. <laughs> they kill things. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you In know, layman's terms, yes. Yeah. But on average, if you're killing a covenant species, it's about 10 kills, 10 swipes or so, because mm-hmm. it's taking 10% for the In most the BS, part. Yes, it's the same amount for a grunt that it is for a brute. Yeah. But I guess you're slicing through delicious fresh flesh and not like decomposing fresh flesh. Oh, okay. dead flesh. I guess it's their hashtag just, fresh flesh. <laughs> that's the new subway slogan <laughs> after this apocalypse ends. <laughs> so now we have a first in a way because in Halo 2 we saw Tartarus with the fist of Rucked mm-hmm. aka literally the coolest weapon in Halo of all time. <laughs> but now we have the gravity hammer which is the more industrialized version of that mm-hmm. which originally they all the chieftains were going to have their own version of the fist of Rucked probably just didn't do the overshield but they eventually changed it to where it now actually looks like it's created yeah that it's much more of a brute construct and not like given to them by the profits with forerunner tech mm-hmm. yeah so it's it's cool weapon again a blade on it that doesn't do anything until halo 3 odst and that mm-hmm. one cut scene but that doesn't really matter but either way amazing weapon one of my favorites you get that and you feel like God, essentially. If anyone gets near you, just boom, 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 boom. Yeah, and it, and it was kind of the response to the sword. Uh-huh. Another melee weapon, but instead of needing to have precision and slice through, it's actually like an AOE weapon. Mm-hmm. Where, yes, an immediate hit is like a one-hit kill, same way kind of the sword is. But with that area effect splash, you can launch people, objects do less damage, but still do damage without direct hitting them. Yeah, if they get near you and you swing it, they're going to go back a little bit, giving you enough time to kind of figure out what's going on in the situation. And in that case with me, I still die. Mm -hmm. Almost always. One thing we will see that did change the game a little bit is going to be the difference in grenades. Mm -hmm. So with the plasma grenade, we're actually getting a nerf on it. So the kill radius previously was six. six, I believe, and it's actually a lower radius, so it's down to kill radius of four, because yeah. your frag, your frags are staying at five, so you a little bit more damage with that, and you're seeing that its uh, casualty radius is 12. So they're kind of trying to be, okay, the frag grenade is still good. You know, they're, re- they're reducing the damage in the area, but still trying to make it a plasma grenade. Mm-hmm. But then we also have, you know, something new, the Brute's version of the grenade, which is the spike grenade. So in a way, it is still a sticky grenade. The lore behind that is just these giant barbs that will stick into you the second you get hit with it. So we have a kill radius of 3 meters and a casualty radius of 11 meters. And now we have a blip 
in the history of Halo, which is the Type 3 anti-personnel, the incendiary grenade or the flame round grenade, flame grenade, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. This was, uh, I guess, without pulling lore, it's kind of trying to be the brute version of another grenade that they have. Yeah. That basically, it's kind of like a Molotov cocktail. Mm-hmm. And you, do you first get it when you start going up the towers? I forget when you first get them, but I know in those- I think so, because I, I know I've used them before to fight the invisible- Yeah, the invisible brutes. brutes. You just throw in them on that fire. second tower, yeah. Yeah. I can't, don't quote me on it. We don't know this stuff, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know all of it. <laughs> but- yeah, it was a blip on Halo's radar. They had it in there, and they're like, yep, it's here. Nope, no, it's not. No, it's not. Sorry about that, guys. Yeah, because we did have the inclusion of the flamethrower, and they were really trying to push those aspects of mm-hmm. it. I think it worked well against Flood. Flood, it worked perfectly, but then, of course, in ODST and Reach, you don't have it, so. Yeah, so, but this one only had a kill radius of 3.4 meters because you're trying to be in that blast radius of the flames and a casualty rate of only 4.7. So it's a very precise grenade. I love that this is the only one with with decimals. Yes. All are whole numbers except for this one for reasons. It's because they're so small. (laughs) It doesn't have, like, 11 meters. It's like, uh, it's actually 472 millimeters. But to wrap up Halo 3... We have the Forerunner Sentinel Beam. Mm-hmm. More polygons, my friends. That's it. And I think... I want to say it's a little eh. I think it's a decrease in damage. I think the think two so. I think two does a little bit more, a little bit variation. I think in this, it was just total garbage. You just find it occasionally. And you're like, I guess I'll use it. It's good against Flood. I will say it's good against Flood. It burns them down pretty quick. But I'd rather have other guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know what? I'll, I'll literally take anything that people give me. <laughs> but if I had to choose, it would be something else. And now over to our boys and girl in black, Halo 3 ODST. Mm-hmm. So we start off with where they really did, the, in my opinion, the submachine gun right, mm-hmm. which was the M7S submachine gun, the SMG. And it now had a variable scope with it. It had 48 rounds instead of the 60 that we saw in the previous games. And it was also a silenced SMG. "Quote unquote silence." Well, no, it did pretty well. I mean, that's it. It did pretty well with it. But this actually felt good. Like, like mm. I said, going back to my weird scale of feeling good with the guns, it felt like you mm-hmm. were kind of had the impact of it. Instead of having this little pea shooter that kind of rattled in your hands around, this kind of felt like you had it tucked up with a bump stock. It was there. You're shooting it, and it felt like impactful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely was really, really unique, and it was cool that they brought that into Halo Three ODST. Mm-hmm. So, kind of the same thing that they did with the submachine gun, they did with the Halo 2 pistol, because now we have the M62 Magnum, which is the first appearance. Silence pistol. Mm-hmm. Overall. But once again, the, I think for only having two new weapons with, I think, a, maybe a couple alterations in the game to kind of tone down some of the damage, but only having those two weapons added really made an impact on the game. It made it fun to keep your two starting weapons. Yeah, it, I, I can agree with that. This, I think this is the first time where I really felt like these starting weapons are really cool. I want to keep these as much as possible. And any time other than a shotgun, if I could have one or the other, then I kept them on my person usually. Yeah, and because you're only fighting brutes and most of them didn't have shields, it was super nice to have that pistol. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can kind of work around with that, pepper them with the SMG, get some headshots. Yeah, it was a quick pistol too. Rate mm-hmm. of fire was super quick. That's what I loved about it. Pop, pop, pop. Yeah, it was super nice. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Well, now we're talking about enjoying things. Now we go over to <laughs> Halo like, Reach. <laughs> you said I enjoyed it. I was like, eh, hold that thought. But anyway, going over to Halo Reach, I'm clumping this under UNSC because it's human. We don't know that. 
Okay, you know what? We You're don't right. Know that. It's very big. You're correct. But I wanted to throw the seven wood, the golf club in here. Mm-hmm. It is a weapon. I wanted to make sure it was included. Uh, it's multiplayer only with it, but you said multiplayer campaign. I did. It's both. And it's not overpowered like the secret scarab gun. It's still a thing that basically replicates the hammer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just fancy. That's why we don't know if it's human. We didn't have that alliance yet with the covenant to, <laughs> to reverse engineer the technology. It was a very fancy brute who wore like a <laughs> bow tie and a monocle and he dressed his hammer up to look like a golf club he saw. <laughs> and he goes, mm, what's yes. that guy's name? Paul? <laughs> yeah. Paul. It's Paul the brute. <laughs> Paul the brute that's also an accountant. Yep. <laughs> he just had to go out you know, on the weekends, have some fun. But let's talk about something really unique within Halo, which is the H-165 target locator. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you, you have essentially what is the hammer of dawn that comes down in two or three shots. So if you see... Uh, it's three, because I think it's... I think whenever you're trying to kill this race when you first find it, mm-hmm. the first one come down, does no damage. The second one usually misses. You pray that third one hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and half the time it's usually killing the Marines that are trying to hide mm-hmm. from you because you you hit the Wraith and then it charges you because for some reason the AI knows. So you're usually just like, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap, and like running away from it. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Another thing that was added that, you know, you could take it either way is the, we've now lost the Brute Shot, mm-hmm. obviously, but we now have the M319 grenade launcher. I think it's pretty good for the EMP blast. Totally agree with that. I, I think as a grenade launcher, it's, it's you there. You have to be so precise with it. Like, I can't think of a time that I've gotten a kill on someone and they've had full shields. Well, yeah, it's like if you like Terminator armed your throwing of the grenade. It's like, <laughs> all right, I know my arc of my frag. I'll just use the grenade launcher. Oh, it's off the map. Oh, not the same arc I need. <laughs> like, the, it, you just have to be pointing, like, right at them, mm-hmm. essentially. Or, like, trying to skip it into them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's... Or was there an option you could hold it down? Or was that just when you were in the Falcon, when you had the grenade launcher? You could only hold it down with that because the hold down for this was the EMP blast. Oh, okay, okay. Because okay. you, would, you would release the grenade, and then you'd let go of the trigger for the EMP. Okay, okay. We know what we're talking about, guys. We know what we're talking mm-hmm. about. But let's talk about... Uh, Different take on the BR, the M39-2 DMR, designated marksman rifle. The Deemer. The Deemer. So, you know, it's it's one shot round now. But overall, I think, personally, I, I always liked this more than the BR. And I'm not saying it's better. That's just my personal preference. Because as much as I like the BR and the three-round shots, it's it's just, for me, I feel more precise with it. I can understand that, and I think you feel that in really every other shooter, I go the same way. I either go full auto or a semi-auto style Mm -hmm. or kind of these single round bursts that I can have. The the three round burst, like you said, always kind of felt like I want more or I want less. I'm like right in this weird middle. Yeah, it's like, and you feel weird if you were to get either or, essentially. Mm -hmm. And now we're looking at a little change with the rocket launcher. We're at the M41 rocket launcher. Still locked on, mm-hmm. still had your two rounds with it, but visual differences. Well, at the end of, of Sword Base, they, they made it clear you have to lock on to all those Banshees and mm-hmm. those Phantoms. So I think that was clever when they're like, hey, actually use this. Because I think in 3 and even 2, you almost didn't realize it half the time. There was no opportunity to do it I in mean, the you, campaign. You did have Banshees and stuff like that. And you could fight the, the, AA, ra- Highway. the, the AA Wraiths and things like that. So that there were options, but this kind of like... Really started the direction of telling the player, mm-hmm. use this target lo- target lock to really use yeah. these. Hey, dummy, do that. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the best version of the shotgun, the M45 shotgun. So same amount of ammo capacity, 
it's more powerful than the Halo 3 one. Mm. Halo 3, Halo 3 or SD one. Significantly. For sure, yeah. And I think it works just way better. And and lore-wise, it's actually the cousin of the Halo CE shotgun. Oh. So, so if you look at the make and model of them, they're almost identical, save a couple different aspects of basically their manufacturer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still prefer the blunderbuss. <laughs> hey, <laughs> me too. <laughs> now we're over back onto the M6 Spartan laser. Mm-hmm. I think visual upgrade difference, but I think for the most part, you're still chargey, chargey, blasty, blasty. Five rounds. Five rounds in it. You're still firing on things. You know, whenever you wreck with cat and find one, you're good to go. Yeah. Moving on, we have the M6G Magnum. And this one was an improvement from Halo 3 for sure. Mm-hmm. More powerful, faster rate of fire. I th- I really think it was that balance. Well, and I think too, lore-wise with this, it had to be kind of comparable to the gun that John had. Mm-hmm. It's still around that same time, and you're not trying to be like, oh, it's an Oni test thing. Yeah. That's why stuff changed. That's it- why you never see it. It's a one-off on <laughs> Yeah, so they played around with it. They definitely, like I said, they make the jokes and memes of the Halo 5 because obviously you could pick up the pist- the CE pistol through mm-hmm. rec cards and through other things. The so Halo kind of, 2 BR. Yeah, the Halo 2 BR, the car- the uh, beam rifle, things like that that were way overpowered with it. They brought back with 5. So once again, we're trying to stay out of that meme train with these by making them powerful. But once again, a pistol's a sidearm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not duking it out with some rifles by just sprinting around with your handgun. Mm-hmm. And... We have the M9 frag grenade, pretty much the same as what we had with CE. They pre- they try to tailor it to kind of have that same blast radius with it, mm-hmm. same impact. But once again, it really comes down to how you, your play style and the games have all adapted and changed. Yeah. Whereas there's more flatland in CE, this has much more scenery and other aspects to it, mm-hmm. so you can't get those those luscious luscious grunt kills. Now we have the MA37 assault rifle, which I mean, a visually amazing upgrade, mm-hmm. and B. Feels like it's useful. Yes. It, it actually feels like it, it, the first time you ever use it, you have like 600 rounds or something, and you're using that bad boy for a while, and mm-hmm. you're doing a lot of damage with it. And it, it just seems more accurate with the spray as opposed to the CE one, mm-hmm. and it's and it's kind of later iterations of it. It yes. makes it to be more like that infantry rifle and less of this weird spray and pray thing yeah, that you got. You don't feel like a toddler holding a very big gun and be like, oh, <laughs> Yeah, know? it definitely changed it up, which is super nice. And then we also have another first appearance of the SRS-99-AM sniper rifle. Once again, it's an adaptation of it. I believe the scope has now changed. You now have this like fatter square scope that you can actually toggle a couple different aspects into it. Is, is this where you get thermal with it, or is this the... Mm-hmm. No, it's not thermal. It's just zoom, but I know what you're talking about, where at least, like, visually on the outside, mm-hmm. it's not that, that it's, like, it's it's a lot more crisp, that screen you yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You actually can, like, view it a bit better. It so. has, like, depth and whatnot. It's not just, like, the outlines. You actually see, like, the depth in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so different aspects to it. Enjoyable. It's beautiful. But now moving on to the Covenant. We have the Type 1 Plasma Grenade. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. I mean, and this is the point where really... Bungie, I mean, you got to think this is their their fifth Halo game. Mm-hmm. So they've they've really kind of gotten everything where it really needs to be, and then they left us. But that's a different episode that I'll complain about. Same thing with the Type 1 Energy Sword. Visual updates, I believe it's the same distance for, like, matching for me to slash More or you. less. Call us out on it, guys. Yeah. Sorry. But anyway, get your Energy Sword. 
and then of course we have the Type Two Gravity Hammer. Again, it's it's pretty straightforward. I it works just fine, and it's fun as hell in Griff Ball. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of change. We do have the Type Twenty Five Spiker Spike Rifle. A little alteration in this. Not as terrible as three, but still a weapon you kind of avoid. But but this time when you get it, if you have to have it, you aren't like, ugh. It, You're at least it, like, yeah. okay, I'm going to be able to get something done with this because of New Alexandria when you get it. Because when you get it in New Alexandria for the first time, I remember the first time playing Halo Reach, I was like, ah, let's see how this goes. I was like, okay, this feels better yes the, the feel of it's much better it's much more impactful with it yeah granted you're going against the worst version of the brute so there's <laughs> this kind of like is the gun better do the brutes suck that bad it's just the dregs of them that are just like coming out <laughs> you know there's no paul paul's already he's ahead of the brutes he's past them he's got his he's got his golf club he's good to go uh but moving on type 25 plasma pistol Works just about the same. It's just a lot more beautiful now, guys. And I believe they did decrease a little bit of the damage with it. I don't know why, but there's a little bit with it that have changed. I was kind of mm-hmm. looking up some specs on th- some things. But yeah, f- as far as that and the plasma rifle, a little bit of differences, especially between two. Uh, but for the most part, you're seeing the same two guns that are coming through both aspects of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so now we have a uh, first appearance, which is the Type 31 needle rifle, mm-hmm. which I got it. I mean, it's very straightforward. It's it's the it's the DMR, but with the needler. Yes, basically carbine. Yeah, so carbine. And, and still you can super combine with it, but it takes, what, three rounds if they don't have their shields up. Mm-hmm. It's It was always tricky because it's not as powerful as the DMR because if that were the case, then you can get their shields down way quicker and then super combine them. But still, it was nice if you saw someone with their shields on, pop, pop, pop. See ya, pal. It was it was a really cool take on it. And it's a really mm-hmm. cool take that's like, we saw it as a prototype. Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it was weaponry that these, these uh, Covenant had on Reach mm-hmm. that we don't see again. Yeah. So I, I really like that they, as much as my love, hate for Reaches, I really love the aspects of the weaponry in this game because I thought they took it and really ran with it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, they, they didn't have to fail because they just go, oh, it was lost in Reach. Yeah, that was the best part. As I say, I think Brian Gerard at one point or whoever, Marcus Lato said, you know, this is the the prime of of the both the UNSC and the Covenant's technological height, mm-hmm. you know, so like and that's and it all happened on Reach. So where a lot of this prototype stuff was happening. So like stuff's going to get lost there, guys. Move on from it. Yeah, I mean, especially, especially with like grenade launchers, things like that. Like, uh, did it work with the fans? Did it not? Should we improve on it or not? So so it, it really allowed them to, whether it was intentional or not, experiment and play with this. And mm-hmm. I think 343 actually did really run with that pretty well on what fans really enjoyed and what fans didn't, to, for the most part. For the most part. And back to another staple of it is the Type 33 fuel rod gun, which in my opinion, I'm going to opinions now. I'm done with facts. I mean, it's facts <laughs> right now. It felt weaker and just not as good as the older versions of it. Uh, I liked it more. Really? I li- I personally felt you could do more and it was a little more accurate. Because for me, I guess I guess it's always been a spray and pray for me where mm-hmm. I just go, doo, 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 and I'm like, no, that thing's done. <laughs> I love you did the motion as if it was a pistol. <laughs> See, I'm going full. Like, I'm pretending it's actually on my shoulder. No, mine's a Nerf that. gun. Mine was made by Nerf, <laughs> so it's got to be handheld. But, <laughs> but, but I mean, again, for me, I think it just felt better to me. Sure. No Visu- right or wrong. Visually, I, I agree. Visually, uh-huh. I think it's one yes, of the best looking yes, thus yes. far. And that was, 
cool because instead of like shoving plutonium with your hand on top, you mm-hmm. took out like an actual cartridge mm-hmm. that was reminiscent of the carbine and what they ejected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was visually better. It kind of uh, juries out on whether or not it was actually better. Mm-hmm. But moving on from that, we we have the Needler once again did get a huge aesthetic update. Mm-hmm. So the needles now aren't looking as cartoony. They look more jagged and, and crystally. Yeah. And they look like they could really do some damage because they're a lot thinner as well. Yeah. It, it made more sense to be like glass. It was mm-hmm. very much like more of that glass aspect mm-hmm. of like puncturing instead of like these like chunky, like, I don't know, it barbs. It looks like what you, you buy at Earthbound, <laughs> like essentially, yeah. you know, like. Hey, I told you, you throw a gun into a crystal collection. <laughs> bam, there you go. <laughs> and another first that we see is the Type 50 concussion rifle Ooh, this bad boy i mean this is just a chunker that you're shooting in you're finally these just blasts at your enemies just destroying them very similar to like the brute shot i, th- I think this was like a replacement for the brute shot for whatever reason they cut it well it's prototype <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah i mean this one as well i mean if if an enemy had it you were in trouble and if you got it and you just just laid on the controller as much as humanly possible, you could probably take someone out. It's mm-hmm. definitely my go-to in Halo 5 whenever we're doing a Husky Raid and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I get that. I'm like, maybe I'll live. Maybe I'll I... live. Just fire into the crowd. <laughs> I never live. But yeah, so we have also the Plasma Repeater. I'm always so torn on this because it was... I think it was them trying to improve the plasma rifle. Mm-hmm. More or less the same thing. It cools down. So it's percentage base, and it cools down whenever you fire it too much too quickly. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm very torn on whether or not I even like this weapon. Well, I think, I don't know if it's a justification of saying, okay, the plasma rifle is a weird one-hander, but it does a lot of damage. Let's make it a two-handed weapon, but make it different. It's just, it's very yeah, weird. It clearly that... higher damage output and whatnot, but it will overheat quicker. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I mean, and, and there's not a lot of opportunities to really utilize it in the campaign anyways. And it was just like, I did like the idea of beefing up the plasma rifle because that one was always like a little dinky. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, it, it was experimental and they were leaving anyways. Bundy's like, whatever. Why not? <laughs> and then you have the Type 52 focus rifle, mm-hmm. which was kind of their take on the quote unquote experimental beam rifle. You know, it was not as powerful, mm-hmm. but still was... I, I guess the best they could do for marksmen. Yeah, it was just it's just one continuous beam that comes out. It's the most annoying weapon to get with because it's also just loud and screeches in your ear. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, so this is like your take on it, but it's like oddly a sentinel beam, but it's not. But it's super powerful. Yeah. Like, oh well. Oh, oh well. Oh well. Oh, we're past so, that. <laughs> we're past that. So to wrap up the basically all of of Halo Reach section, we have the Type 52 plasma launcher, which is a first appearance. This one, I mean, it, I feel like the stick it it, it launches four or five stickies mm-hmm. and you have to charge them up or so it is four so you can charge four, but the unique thing about it is that if you only want to fire one, you see like the little one load up on the screen and then you can fire one. If you want to charge all four, you have to wait for all four to load and same with two or three. But the stickies they shoot out are a little less powerful than a sticky grenade itself. Yeah, and I don't know the lore behind that, but I know obviously because if you're shooting four grenades, it's the most overpowered weapon in the world. (laughs) Yeah. Four stickies. Yeah, but I think one still will kill you, but I think that was in the sense of like the radius itself and how much is it going to take 
to take out like a wraith or something like mm-hmm. that or a hunter. Mm-hmm. Moving on though, we are on to Halo 4. So we're getting mm-hmm. closer to the end for you guys. We're, we're going to wrap this up. We're going to give you some FTF approved hashtag official tidbits coming along with these. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's get over to Halo 4. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start with the UNSC weapons as usual. And we're going to start with the first appearance of the ARC 920 or the railgun, which became a very powerful weapon, very similar to the Spartan laser in a way. It's a budget Spartan laser. I think it's just, it takes less charge time and it's a little more like quicker to use. Yeah, and I think it's much more, in my opinion, anti-infantry, whereas mm. the Spartan laser is much more anti-vehicle, anti-groups. This is more kind of, you can handle one-on-one, especially having that lower charge time, and you basically just eject your charge shot, put a new one in, and you're good to go. Mm. It's kinda, I guess it is like the modern-day like blunderbuss. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. But now we have the first appearance of a new model for the battle rifle, the BRH5HB. So, in... This one started, I think, uh, Halo 4 initially had a four-round burst. Am I high? Am I crazy? I'm not high, but maybe I'm crazy. And they might have patched that. We'll have to... Halo 4 is coming out soon, so we will be able to talk about that because we're wrapping up notes for that now. But regardless of that, this one felt weird. Yeah. It it sounded like you were flapping like a phone book. It's like... It it felt... Much less of a power weapon. No, yeah, yeah. It wasn't, I don't know. And aesthetically, it's absolutely different, but that that's something we'll dive into, as I said, with our Halo 4 episode, because the aesthetic for everything is different. Mm-hmm. Other than, like, the a- the AR stays the same for the most part, but... So the the you know we had that that weapon which to me was something I avoided like the plague I didn't like it in Halo Four whatsoever. No, I, I really didn't either. I, I switched among them, and not to knock Halo Four, I'm just not a fan of most of the weaponry in it. It sounds like we're not trying to say that we're not fans of it, but eh. I mean, if you want to call this like three four three CE. And they're kind of trying to create their own way to they, it. They, are, they were. Then they have ironed By some of it out means. in five. 100% mm, they've ironed yes, it out in five. Yes, yes, yes. So that's why this to me was very CE and weaponry. Not new to me, but more like, oh, okay, it's there. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. we do see that with the H295 Ford Observer Module. Another target designator type mm. deal. Works around the same point of view. Kind of, kind of still... I guess treading in that Gears of War-esque. With the Hammer of Dawn coming down, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But then we have the M363 Sticky Detonator, so... Which I do like, so I will say there are weapons I do. I never liked this. I never found a use for it, really. I like it much more multiplayer. Okay. Where you can play, like, goofy sticky matches. That's probably about it. Or you stick it to someone, and you wait for them to, like, return to base. Hey, guys, how's it going? (laughs) Boom. Boom. Yeah. That was pretty much it for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we also have the... Updated M395 DMR, because obviously we can't just take it straight from Reach. Mm -hmm. It's got to have this update, because apparently from Reach until now, no one really knew about it. But now we have (laughs) the update to it, and uh, I still like it. I liked liked the DMR in this one. I think they, they, for the most part, kept it pretty well balanced from Reach. And I would say spread across, I kind of feel that. Maybe a little bit decreased when we get to Halo 5, Mm -hmm. just because we have so much other weaponry that is sometimes a better choice than the DMR. But yeah. it's still a quality weapon to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no real change here. M41 rocket launcher does its thing, does it well. Moving on. It shoots and, and kaboots. <laughs> We're to the M45D shotgun. 
So takes on a more realistic aspect of it. Increase the ammo from that six. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like a turd, though. Yeah. I hate the way that thing looks. It's it's not something I really use too much into it. Like I said, the, the first shotguns were way overpowered, so I used them all the time. Mm. These are much more situational. And if you're playing Legendary, you're typically avoiding it. And you're going yeah. with longer range weapons mm-hmm. and not getting that close to things. Yeah, keeping your distance because mm-hmm. the AI and four were kind of really laggy with distance, so that's where your game was. Well, especially because now you have teleporters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah. That close range does not work. Mm-hmm. So moving on from that, we have the M6 Grindel slash Galileo says Galalian 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 non rifle or non linear rifle. Spartan laser. What's with the names, folks? What's with that? I forgot the Spartan laser was in Halo 4. Mm-hmm. I completely forgot about that. I mean, I guess at the end of the day, use what you got coming over from Reach. So for the most part, there was nothing really changed with this. No, and you you had it, and like you could use it against a knight, and like it did damage. But this was also the first game where the the knights really made your weapons not feel like anything. Yeah, the, the knights were just like, ha, <laughs> ha, and then killed you. Yeah, so I guess that to me was a frustrating aspect with it, and it kind of soured a bit of this. But moving on, we are at the M6H Magnum. First time we're kind of changing the name with it officially, quote unquote. It's a pistol. It's a pistol. It does its job. Whether or not it does it well or not is kind of all up to the player. Unless you're against a knight, then you're screwed either way. Yeah, and, and this is Halo 4 was really one of the first games where multiplayer and campaign really changed what weapon you used. Mm-hmm. Just because your enemies, whether you like them or not, whether they're good or bad, have fully changed the way the battlefield works, whereas in previous games, elites and brutes kind of rivaled you, you know, to a point kind of on that same level, quote-unquote, with grunts and jackals as underlings. But now we're seeing knights, and we're seeing soldiers, and we're seeing dogs... That did change the way it worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And change the uh, the efficiency of weapons and changing the tactics. Whereas when you get back to multiplayer, you do have Spartan Ops, mm-hmm. but you do also have your classic multiplayer that changed up very similar to how people have played Destiny, where the multiplayer is much different than what you're playing in your campaign aspect of it. Exactly. Now we have quite possibly the most overpowered weapon on Earth, mm-hmm. the M739 Saw. I love this gun, though. I love this gun. It's it's amazing. Because I mean, it, make, it makes you feel like you're good in multiplayer. It, it really does. Intense fire. This is basically the assault rifle brought back from CE, but good. Yeah. It's a, it's a bunch of rounds. I remember we played this at game night. Uh, I think we were playing five? Four. Four. We played four. four. We were playing four, and we were playing that, like, capture the point Dominion? one. Dominion? Yeah. Is that yeah. what it is? Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, I ended up just being like, I'm just sitting in this corner and just using it on you guys, and just <laughs> mowing everyone down with it. Yeah, because you get that gun, and you're just like, I feel good, I feel great, and then you get really mad when someone kills you with it, because then you're like, oh, you're only good because you have that gun, huh? Yeah, because they've equated it to, like, almost the same amount of ammo in that gun is really what other guns do as well. So it's just yeah. a beautifully overpowered monster gun. <laughs> so no complaints. Yeah. No complaints there. But yeah, we also have the M9 Fragmentation Grenade. We've talked about it like 17 times now. We're not going to explain it again. It's a grenade. <laughs> I'm going to explain the next one in detail. And we also have the MA5D Assault Rifle. So we're seeing the return of the Assault Rifle. Mm. Say we will about 343. 
they've pretty much balanced the assault rifle. It's it's a, it's it's, a beefy boy. It's a beefy boy. It does the damage it should do. Mm-hmm. It's there. It doesn't feel underpowered by any means. Mm-hmm. It feels like an asset. Yeah. Once again, it feels like that soldier's rifle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to wrap it all up with the human weaponry, with the SRS-99-S5 AM sniper rifle. So definitely a, a newer aesthetic for it. A lot mm-hmm. more polished, a lot more beefy, as we said. But but still, for the most part, it's playing how the sniper rifle should. Yeah. The one thing that has changed is I think 343 ended up doing pretty well with most of their sound design. Mm-hmm. And so they do sound, it does sound good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, a lot of the UNSC weapons sound phenomenal. They sound mm-hmm. great. Yeah, they sound like they, I guess, should mm-hmm. in a yeah. way. Now, moving on to the Covenant, of course, we're starting off with two things that have made a recurrence. Type 1 plasma grenade, type 1 sword. Energy, mm-hmm. Excuse me, energy sword, not the cutlass. Yeah. But <laughs> they're there, doing about the same thing. You love them, you pick them up, you, you stabby stab, you sticky stick, boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and same you could say with like the gravity hammer, mm-hmm. which brutes were cut, but the gravity hammer is in multiplayer for whatever reason. It still it still works exactly how it should. I love it. And same with the plasma pistol for the most part. Plasma pistol is still doing its thing. Overcharge, you get them. Marty O'Donnell doesn't make that noise anymore. <laughs> it's a shame. <laughs> they, they, else they, is... they kept it until Halo 4. No, that's not true. <laughs> Please don't quote us on that one. Or quote us. I don't care. <laughs> But we are seeing one new thing within the Covenant is the Type 27 beam rifle. Mm -hmm. So it's actually a difference in the, I guess... The look? Yeah, it's the look and and feel of it. But for the most part, you're getting very similar to what we had in 2 and 3 eras. Mm -hmm. But 343 has put their own spin on it. Yeah, I mean, I think it looks... I always thought of the beam rifle in 2 and 3, it looks more jackal-esque, and this one looks more elite-esque, if that makes sense, because the beam rifle in 2 or 3 was a lot more kind of jagged and whatnot, but, and they cleaned it up a little bit for this one, but it but it's playing the same. Mm-hmm. But of course, we have Type 33 Needler doing the exact same thing it does. Again, that's one of those those weapons where it's like, I don't remember it too much in Halo 4. Well, were you intru- never saw them. Because they, had, they were <laughs> introducing so much to the sandbox that they were kind of not pushing them by the wayside, but it just it didn't stand out as much at this point. And not not that's necessarily like a complaint, but the sandbox just got way bigger. It was the biggest sandbox at this point. Yeah, and the thing is too is like we said, it, you're mostly seeing for four is forerunner weaponry mm-hmm. from the Prometheans, unfortunately, which we will cover here. Yes, and that's that's a huge chunk of it. So if you if you're like me and I kind of got burnt out and only really played the campaign and multiplayer a little bit, but mm-hmm. played the campaign a lot, I'm like, okay, cool. I guess I'll hold on to my pistol for three seconds. Should I not fire any of these rounds? Because I'm never going to see it again. Exactly. You know, you're kind of stuck with that. So a lot of these we're seeing, there are alterations in the look. There are a couple changes in the power levels of some things, but for the most part, they're staying the same. And we'll kind of just zoom through those real quick. As Jesse has said, Type 33 Needler, Fuel Rod Gun... The concussion rifle makes a return. A little bit of update in it, but being like, oh, we just still happen to have it from Reach somehow. Ah! Great. Carbine does make a return. Mm-hmm. Um, so you are seeing that I back. L- the carbine I really liked a lot in Halo 4. I think yes. I think it was it was done really well. Faster rate of fire. It was a little more a little more powerful. Uh whenever you had your custom loadouts, and I think you correct me if I'm wrong, you could use it in SWAT because I always used it. Because mm-hmm. I it was it was quick, quick, quick. And that's one where the power doesn't matter. You just have to land a headshot. Yeah. And it, 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 
that was one thing they did really well with it. And mm-hmm. I really appreciate the carbine. We also returned the plasma cannon, some alterations a little bit, but I think it's more in just the damage aspect of it. But then we have this pile of actual crap. But then they decided, you know what? You guys remember that assault rifle that was really bad? Let's take it. Let's make a worse thing and let's make it Covenant. Mm-hmm. And that would be, Jesse? The Type 55 Storm Rifle. Lame name and just the lamest gun. Of course, it's percent uh, percent based on ammo and it still has to power down. But I mean, it's just like... And it's supposed to be like post-war plasma rifle, I guess? I don't know. It sounds like a toy train. Yeah. And somehow this thing made it in five. Who said that? Did they hear the one fan out there that was like, it wasn't terrible, and they're like, good enough, it's going in five. It's going in five. Thank you. Thank you for your feedback. We've already burnt the plasma rifle. Can't bring that back. (laughs) Putting this in. But now let's move on to a, a new faction almost basically entire, t- entirely when it comes to weaponry other than just having the Sentinel beam mm-hmm. before we have new weaponry now from the Forerunners so let's start out with the Z040 pulse grenade so I don't know man I never liked this thing either it's a weird grenade because it does small initial, initial damage on impact mm-hmm. and then it basically becomes a minefield yeah and I mostly just kill myself with it because I throw it at someone I'm pursuing, like a mm-hmm. multiplayer, and I'm like, going around that corner, doof, doof, doof. I have killed myself. Yeah. It, it was good against knights in the campaign. Mm-hmm. It worked really well with them. But uh, yeah, outside of that, if you're actually playing multiplayer, throwing it against anything else, it's it was worthless. And if they're not going to that area, it didn't do anything. Well, well you see this giant red bubble, do not enter, you're good. Yeah. Like, avoid it. And then we get into the first of the weapons of the... Prometheans, Forerunners, whatever you got with it, is the Z110 Bolt Shot. Mm -hmm. What I do appreciate about the weapons from the Forerunners is they had alternate modes, I guess you might say, for some of Mm -hmm. them. Yeah. Bolt Shot was okay with it. It was their handgun, their pistol. It was good for, like, taking out dogs. Yeah, and then you, if you charge it up, you get like almost like a shotgun esque blast mm-hmm. out of it as well. Which I, did they cut that in five? Did it become Am a I three crazy? round? Am I forget I crazy? what they did with it. I don't. Yeah, they they changed it into five, which I can't remember off the top of my head. But afterwards, we have the Z one thirty suppressor first appearance, as all of these are. So it's not even going to say that afterwards anymore. But this is the assault rifle. Yeah, and, and it's actually a pretty good one. I w- I went. It's not terrible. It's good for an assault rifle. I'll, I'll put it that way. <laughs> for a Halo assault rifle, it is good. Yes. It is good. I'm not saying it's it's the best of the Promethean weaponry that we're using. Yeah. I'd say so far, aesthetically, the bolt shot and the suppressor are boring. They're boring to look at. The The suppressor looks like a a water gun. Yeah, suppressor's like, a, it's like a clunky, rounded top. Mm-hmm. It almost looks like they took the storm rifle and like reskinned it a little bit. Yep. Meh. Yeah. Meh. But now we have the Z180 scattershot, shotgun. I do kind of like how this one looks. It does look a little muskety because it gets wider as it goes out. And it looks futuristic. And it looks like it is a Forerunner 
mm-hmm. possessed tech, I guess you would say, yeah, with them. This was a weapon, and I mean, in the design, they did want this to be like, this is a shotgun. Mm-hmm. And I think this is probably the coolest looking weapon and is this for the, the Forerunners. And this this is a really good shotgun, in my opinion. It does a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. And is this the first one we see that, like, melts people? Yeah, all of the Forerunner stuff will, will melt you if you die by it. Okay. Yeah, so, because the lore is, like, it's melting away the flood, so you're, you're melting and you do that weird ash thing you, <laughs> you get snapped <laughs> yes, Thanos sir. comes in and snaps yeah, right just, before you die yep there you go bud now we're on to really the the bulk of the weaponry that I think everyone used that was really what people sought out for mm-hmm. within the Forerunner tech starting with the Z250 light rifle which in my opinion is the best of the Forerunner weaponry it's really good it is it's to me I still rank it a little under the carb the carbine but mm-hmm. It's barely under the carbine. But yeah, but it's it's it still has different alternate fires with it. It makes it so clean and comfortable to use. Mm-hmm. It's a good gun. And it was, like you said, their call for like BR, DMR, carbine, mm-hmm. all that stuff. It's it's their response to it. And I think that was executed well. Mm-hmm. Yep. But now let's go from something that's nice and clean and comfortable to big and destructive mm-hmm. because we have the Z390 incineration cannon. So a uh, uh, rocket launcher, but it fires. I think this is one of the more powerful rocket launchers. Like I think it is there. the most powerful rocket launcher out there because you can kind of charge it up. And it fires like five rounds that then explode. And Yeah, because it fires almost, it looks like there's like a gravitational well in the middle. There's like these bouncing kind of mm. things that are going off of it. It initially explodes when it hits, then it has eruptions afterwards that I think do the same amount of damage as a rocket. So mm-hmm. if you're anywhere in the vicinity, you're going to get thanos by it. But it is very satisfying to shoot mm-hmm. and destroy stuff with. Yeah. And to wrap up the Forerunners and wrap up Halo 4, we have the Z750 binary rifle, which actually, in my opinion, is probably my favorite sniper rifle. It, again, it does the cool little thing where you disintegrate, but it's... It has two rounds, if I'm correct, right? Yes, it has two rounds, so it's 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 much less capacity, especially in campaign. We're just picking it up; it's pretty mm. much all you get for it. But I, I believe you can obviously get more, but it's two rounds per chamber, um, and it just makes it it melts through armor because it, it takes on the idea of the beam rifle. Because mm-hmm. um, when you zoom in, you can kind of drag it across and fire and do damage throughout that instead of just like firing one shot. Yeah, you can kind of continue with that. So mm-hmm. neat design. I don't know why they really forced their hand in making these weapons. Yeah, I, I will. I will say aesthetically that when you pick it up for the first time, if you pick one of these weapons up for the first time, it almost transforms in front of you mm-hmm. to more fit how you would hold it. So that was a cool thing they did add. Yeah, they can't, especially with all the campaign weaponry like that. Mm-hmm. It was really cool to see that. So I like that. It's trying to say foreigners are super advanced, even though these are like bastardized Promethean weapons now. Like they still form fit to whoever's using it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so now we're on Halo 5. Mm-hmm. We're, we're about to wrap it all up. So this is, again, a lot of this stuff is playing the same for the most part. With other some minor uh, uh, tweaks to the weapons, making them a little more powerful or a little less powerful. You know, when we played through this multiple times, it's just like this stuff for the most part, 343 is kind of understanding their stride. So they now know we don't have to change things up too much. And... What you're going to see is a lot of these differences are post-war weapons. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these changes have happened after the Human Covenant War, after the Great Schism, 
and we see some updates in some of them, like we're going to see with the plasma pistol. It's mm. the same, but it's having an update because it's a post-war weapon. Yeah, it so, looks different. It looks like a, a, I don't know, it looks horrible. But well, let's start <laughs> this off with the ARC 920 railgun. So, same thing we're getting. We're getting our uh, super futuristic blunderbuss. Mm-hmm. Yep, but of course... The BR-55 battle rifle stays the same, but we do have a new version, the BR-85N battle rifle. So that is your post-war Halo 5. I put in the BR-55, which is the Halo 2 battle rifle, Mm because you can get it in multiplayer Mm -hmm. and some rec stuff. So we are seeing them again, and I got to hand it to them. They did keep true. It, it looks like it came out of the game. Like, yeah, it, it's like same amount of polys and everything. Yeah, like, like, like they pulled it in. So, like, they were able to do it. So, it does become an option that you can get and some rec packs and a couple other, like, fun modes with it. So, mm-hmm. I do appreciate that. Next on our list, we are seeing a different type of rocket launcher. Mm-hmm. We're seeing the Hydra MLRS. And this one is very interesting because it takes out that huge rocket you're firing and does these little mini missiles mm-hmm. that you can lock on to multiple targets that aren't just vehicles. Yep. But you have your enemies in multiplayer to lock onto, it'll lock onto grunts, mm-hmm. jackals, whoever you got out there. It'll lock on, fire to them. Uh, I believe it holds six or five rockets. Maybe. I think it's five. <laughs> Don't five. quote me on it. Yeah, so, so you can lock onto it. Uh, it becomes really cool. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And moving on, we have the first appearance of the M20 SMG. So it's just a futuristic looking SMG. I liked this one, though. I would say it's the second best. I would mm-hmm. say I have to go with ODST as my favorite. Mm-hmm. But this is definitely better than all the other Bungie stuff besides theirs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's super good. And it's, it is a weapon that feels comfortable. Mm-hmm. We also have the return of the M319 grenade launcher. For reasons... You know, because (laughs) people want to use it. But we also have a new version of the DMR, the M395B. I like this one a little bit less than the Halo 4 and Halo Reach versions. I agree. It's like we said, it still has that impact with it, but it's it's definitely not it's definitely not the same that we're seeing Mm -hmm. with its predecessors that it had, but it is still a weapon that can be used. Yep. We also see the return of the M41 rocket launcher as well as the return of the M45D shotgun. So Ugh. kind of back to the basics of that and continuing mm-hmm. on with that Halo 4 aspect of it. But we also have a new rocket launcher for reasons. We have the M57 rocket launcher. Anytime I saw this thing, I don't care if I died a million times, I didn't want it. I agree. It's it's the post-war rocket launcher. It's supposed to be some faster aspects, different reloading. I'm just going to think of post-war as post-Bungie. It's, it's, it's post pretty much what it is. <laughs> I mean, because the M41 was like your OG. So this is, quote, like, if you go by the iterations, it's 16 iterations later. If you're going mm-hmm. by the model numbers, maybe, or whatever went in between it. Who knows? I'm not a huge fan of it, but, you know, I'm also not a huge fan of the M6E Spartan laser because let's put our own twist on a Spartan laser. Yeah, for why not? But of course, we have the M6D Magnum. So the return of the CE overpowered. Mm-hmm. And then we have the M6H2 Magnum, which is a first appearance, which I don't know. I'm torn on that one. I like it. I also like that I can get skins. So, like, <laughs> if I can get pizza on my gun or I can get a rainbow unicorn on my gun, I like any gun. It's pretty good. But I will say this pistol does feel good. I know we've been playing a lot of Warzone, and it's pretty fun in that. 
Mm-hmm. Like you always start with it, kind of buy upgrades and weaponry with it and get things unlocked. But it's it's definitely a fun time. Yeah. We also have the M739 saw, the beautiful, that beautiful big tank of a gun. <laughs> yeah. If it ain't broke, just keep do, throwing it into the You bungee. do no wrong, sweetie. You yeah. keep doing you. Just keep throwing into the games. And we have the return of the MA5D assault rifle. Like we said, still a okay weapon to use with it. Your baseline infantry weapon. Mm-hmm. There you go. But of course, to wrap up the UNSC, we have two things that are just staying the same because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. We have the SRS99-S5AM sniper rifle and the M9 fragmentation grenade. Because there's no, I will say, at least 343 isn't changing everything, really. At least they're, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the visual updates with it, but at least between games, it's pretty mm-hmm. much stayed the same because it's kind of following the same story with it. Alas. Mm-hmm. Now we're to the Covenant. The first one is really a first for all of it. It's the assault cannon, or basically that hunter's cannon that's available on their arm. Yeah, which is, I I don't know, anytime in the lore anyone's ever, like, chopped their arm off. And they're like, ah! And I don't know how, the, like, Golo don't still control it or how that works or what happens with it. Or there's, like, I'm a, not a scientist. You can't ask me this kind of stuff. There's just a trigger. I'm not there. even a good podcaster. I don't, I don't know how this works. <laughs> we don't know. But you do have that option of just being able to wield a hand. <laughs> <laughs> but, of course, some things that are making their way back. Type 1 energy sword, type 1 plasma grenade, and the type 2 gravity hammer has some aesthetic changes mm-hmm. as well. So it kind of looks a little more beefier, still playing the same, though. Mm-hmm. And we do actually see the first return of the brute plasma rifle. A lot of these are multiplayer weapons that they really wanted to throw back into here to kind of give some nods mm-hmm. to some one-offs that happened. Things that kind of people want to... It's kind of bringing the, the older fan base back mm-hmm. is really what they're doing. A lot Look, of fan service. we have the gun you like. We don't have a story you like. We have a gun you like. <laughs> and they definitely did well, I would say, with the lore aspect of the power weapons that are the upgrades of these. Mm-hmm. So I was reading through some of them, like the Brute Plasma Rifle. Then you have like the two iterations beyond it that you can get that are uh, like specific chieftains or specific mm. makes and models. I thought that was kind of cool with the lore of it, but outside of that, it's still, in my opinion, the Brute Plasma Rifle. Exactly. Yeah, but I mean, also we just have the Type 27 Beam Rifle. So yep, we our, already know it. Mm-hmm, our return. We have the Type 50 Particle Beam Rifle, the OG, mm-hmm. as you told me, mm-hmm. uh, because I had to ask you, because I didn't know what the hell that was. Honestly, <laughs> once you have like your your street names for stuff of like we, what it is, you're like, yeah. I don't know what that is. We've also, we've gone through like a hundred weapons. Oh, yeah. Now, and then we're back to the Type 52 Plasma Launcher. Mm-hmm. So still just chucking that willy-nilly into the air. Yeah. Hoping to just stick some stuff. But then we do have the Type 53 Plasma Caster. This hunk of crap. Oh, I love this gun. <laughs> I, I don't like this gun. I, I love shooting stuff. But I was, I've, I'm not able to land it with this That's one. That's true. It's, it's so hard. It's just like, it's the monster moving with the, the bow and arrow. I'm comparing this very high-tech like, like gun to a bow and arrow. I'm much more in the arcade style of Halo right now, mm-hmm. so it's really nice in those modes. But when it comes to like actually multiplayer, or if you're somehow for reason using it in campaign, totally if it's understand. In the campaign, I don't. I don't know. I can't remember. I've maybe played the campaign three times total in yeah. the past five years. Yeah, and uh, two of those times were th- uh, the past year. So forgive us for the few things we may not know off the top of our head. But we also have the new Type 54 Plasma Pistol Mm -hmm. that looks like a 
blue donut covered in glaze <laughs> entirely. It's it weird. looks like they ran out of material on their old stuff. They went, I, I don't know, just put in that machine. Take, and it was take just down the, sur- like the, give it no surface or anything. It's just very smooth, no cri- textures. Well, the Krispy Kreme got to it first. <laughs> and then we have the Type 55 Storm Rifle. And then we have the <laughs> Type 56 Needler. Updated Needler. I'm torn on this one. Mm-hmm. I don't think it does enough damage, but at the same time, when I get killed by one, it's overpowered. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of my opinion with the Needler on this. Uh, we have the Type 57B Carbine. First appearance for this model. I do like this one. Again, I think 343, if they're doing anything right, which they're doing plenty right, guys, but jokingly saying if they're doing anything right, it is the Carbine. Mm-hmm. And to wrap up the Covenant... For essentially this whole episode, we have the Type 58 Fuel Rod Cannon first appearance for this model. I don't like it. It's weird. Get rid of it. <laughs> it's a it's a different take. I don't understand how in these short couple years, they're able to dismantle all their technology and fully change it. Yeah, because you go from, we, we do Halo 5 and Halo, yeah. we do Halo 4 and Halo 5, we'll actually get into this conversation. But, Y'all have to wait. Yeah, it'll get there. Finally... To wrap up this episode and wrap up our Halo 5 and all of our guns, we're back to the Forerunner slash Promethean, however you want to go with it in this. And there's really only two changes with it. We see a bit more in the Sentinel beams. We still have the bolt shot, the suppressor, the scatter shot, the light rifle, the incinerator cannon, and the binary rifle. But, but we wrap it up with the splinter grenade, and that is correction on us earlier. So, sorry, the splinter grenade is the one that sets the minefield up. And our previous grenade, whenever we were talking about the pulse grenade, that creates kind of like a Nova. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sorry, I, I totally forgot about those because that's how much I play Halo 4 and 5 campaign. Because we're idiots. Because we're idiots. That's what we are. I'm just so used to playing 5 multiplayer now. I'm just like, that is the grenade. <laughs> that is the grenade. That's the only grenade. So with that being said, we have wrapped up all of the weapons said that appear in the campaign of multiplayer, and that can go into your weapon slot because you only have two of them. Mm-hmm. So this is where now, if you're still with us, folks, hour and a half in, this is where we rank the weaponry. Yeah, so basically forget everything we've said because all of that is dead to us. It's dead to us. We don't care The only thing it. that matters is our lists, and these are the only weapons you're allowed to use when you play Halo. Exactly. Otherwise, you're banned. Yeah, because 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 our opinion matters more than anything. Because it's not it's you know not just an opinion; it's life. Exactly, we've <laughs> lived it. We know. But no, with that being said, you know th- these are purely our opinion. So Alex and I have completely different lists, and that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Whether or not you think our lists are wrong, that's fine. Tell us if we're wrong. Tell us if you're like. Are you guys monkeys? What's going on here? Have you ever played Halo? And then I'll tell you, you're wrong, because you <laughs> suck. No, but uh, Jesse and I haven't seen our lists, and so we're going to kind of do it differently than we did with the Spartan episode, mm-hmm. where we kind of just broke it down together. We're going to see. We're going to see if we're going to be remain friends and podcast hosts after this, because this may tear us apart. This may tear us apart, but Alex, break my heart. Let's do it. So would you like to start with the top 10 or the bottom 10? Let's go bottom. Let's the bottom of the barrel, just scraping it up mm-hmm, first. Mm-hmm, yeah, and we'll start with with ten being bad, but not the worst. One being the worst. Mm-hmm. So start us off, Alex. Number ten. I've got the Hydra. I think the Hydra is interesting, but I just don't really see the aspect of it. I get that you can lock onto enemies. I mm-hmm. get that aspect, but for me, when it comes to multiplayer and 
other uses for it. It's just when they already added 17 other rocket launchers to here, it just seems so watered down. Yeah. Number nine is the M319 grenade launcher from Halo Reach and continued on. Mm-hmm. Once again, I just thought, you're right, the EMP is cool, but it's so ineffective outside of that. Yeah, pretty much, unless you get lucky with a shot. Yeah, or like firing in a corridor, hallway, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Made sense with that. I've also got number eight, Brute Spiker. It's not good. No, it was not that good. And this is specific to the Halo 3 one. So we're mm-hmm. going to Halo 3 mm-hmm. one. You could do a wheel them and do something, but it just, it wasn't there for me. And so that's making number eight. Number seven, the ARC 920 railgun. Once again, mm-hmm. it's a futuristic blunderbuss. Yeah, it's it's not that great. And I think it's it's just as hard to land a shot as a Spartan laser. It's just less powerful. Yeah, and you can take it either way too. If you're really good at it, it just seems like cheat mode, point and shoot mm-hmm. dead. Yeah. Where a Spartan laser takes more time, charges up. It is vehicle, mm-hmm. I get that. But it just, it didn't feel good to me. Mm. Another one on there is the Type 50 concussion rifle. Gotta disagree with you on that one. I gotta disagree with you I, on I, that one. It's it's neat, but man, did I start to hate the Covenant tech as we started getting from Reach on. I just did not like some of the aspects of it. I can, I can see that. The changes that go along with it. And so, unfortunately, it is up there. So that was, what, number five I had? I believe that was number five. Yeah, and... Going on to number six is the M90A cause shotgun from Halo 3. Mm. You decrease the ammo. You made it not really fun to use. And I guess that is the the doom aspect of it that's going away and it's becoming a realistic kind of gun. But Mm -hmm. it lost all sense of using it, in my opinion. And it just kind of burned out. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, that brings it up to there. Now I'm on to number four which has to be the MA5C ICWS assault rifle, which is the Halo 3 assault rifle. Mm-hmm. It was weak. Didn't do what I needed to do. Sure, they made it more realistic, but it just kind of burned out. Yeah. In my opinion. That Once again, my opinion. And that one was broken. I didn't like that one either. Mm-mm. I now have three left, Jesse. I have three left of this list. That was seven of them. Or six, or whatever it was, but I've got three down. We've had the Hydra, grenade launcher, brute. Railgun, shotgun, concussion rifle, a sorrowful, three left. I give you the third worst gun of Halo. Hmm. And that would be the M7 caseless submachine gun from Halo 2. Didn't do that much. Ratatata, that's all you really got. Mm-hmm. It's, if you get a kill with it, you're like, sweet. Got a kill with it. Got a kill with it. Now I'm out of ammo. <laughs> and I'm done with this weapon. So there was that. Unfortunately, I burned it on the list. Second worst gun. Fuel rod gun across all the halos. Gotta disagree with you on that. I love the fuel rod gun. It was such a weak explosive that never had, like, a human rocket would Mm -hmm. kill something. Yeah. I had to fire two or three of these to really do damage to things. I'm already out of ammo. Just do it quickly. Burned it. It's boom, 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 boom. It's dead to me. It's number two on the list. Okay. Number one worst gun in Halo. Storm rifle from Halo 4 and 5. Yep. And I don't even think it's, like... I think it's just, for me, it's like, yeah, it's like a crappy AR, but it's just so ugly and it's, sounds it's awful. a bad design. It's bad audio design. It's not a good weapon. No. In the least. It doesn't make me feel like I'm doing anything with it. 
And once again, it's a softener. It's like, I'll shoot at you until I get really close to punch you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, it's never a finisher for it. So I'd, I'd take a plasma rifle any day. Yeah. So now we got yours. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about my top 10 worst guns. So let's start out with, if I don't necessarily say the game, it's because it's it's that one in general. It's all broad across. Yeah. yeah. So because, of course, we started with number 10, the AR for Halo 3. I don't think that's across the board. I think the Halo 3 AR was the weakest. You had that on your list, too. Mm -hmm. It really just did nothing for me, as well as the Halo 2 submachine gun. That's number nine on my list. I just wasn't feeling it. Sure. Just it didn't do much for me. Number eight, Spikers. Mm -hmm. They got a little better in Halo Reach, but as you said, it's like, let's take all the things that are cool in a needler and throw them out the window. Especially not having an aspect for melee to be, to count. Yeah, yeah, for it to be, like, way more powerful, even, like, 50% more powerful. What's the point of that cool design, then? Mm -hmm. But moving on from that, the plasma rifle. Never liked the plasma rifle, really. Like, as, as unique as it is, and it's cool to see that that's the staple... I would avoid it if I could. Like, mm -hmm. I, it did nothing for me, as I said. Moving on, the Forerunner Sentinel Beam from Halo 2 and 3. Sure. For me, unless it was against Flood, which a majority of that series is not against the Flood, it's very specific weapon that I've never It's really liked. only worked in two modes. It's worked against Flood... And it works in the chaotic game mode that one of our mods has created, mm -hmm. uh, where you just throw grenades in midship and use your laser to hopefully get some points during King of the Hill. Yep. That's the only reason it's good. Yes. Other than that, no. Number two is the bolt shot. I hate that little piece of crap. More than anything. <laughs> well, not more than anything, because it's number two. It, it, is, it's, it's, it is kind of like the knockoff um, dead space cutter that you start with dude it's li it, like the design is mm -hmm. so identical yeah come on three four three but finally number one worst weapon in halo is the storm rifle i think it's the only time we'll truly agree it's on great things. minds yeah think like one time ever mm -hmm. That's, but i mean alex and i have brought this up i mean just just having regular conversations the the, the gun is just not good i feel silly with it it's, like, it's it, you're right. And, and by all means, these are all like, you know, with our Spartan ones that we had like this list that we went through, this is purely opinion based. Yeah. This it, is purely like we have no prior criteria for this. I mean, our criteria, it's, it's internal. Like we said, mm -hmm. it's look, sound design. How does it feel in your hands, you know, as you're using it? And how impactful is it really to the yeah. game? Even if it didn't do a lot of damage, does it feel like you're actually using something? And does it make me feel like I'm in the universe and feel mm -hmm. like I'm, I'm doing something that's not, for me, incredibly way overpowered or way underpowered. Mm -hmm. I like the middle gauge. Yeah. So now let's move on to your top 10. You think, you know, this makes you head honcho. This makes you the man of any game you play hey. when you have one of these 10 weapons in your arsenal. Let's hear it, my friend. That's what I do. This is the official top 10. There are no other top 10s. Ignore any YouTuber. Ignore anyone else who has made anything. They don't count. <laughs> ignore any other Halo podcast hosts in the studio. everyone. Because on our list, we have number 10 is the M6H2 Magnum. It is the pistol from Halo did, 5. How much did 343 pay you to say that? I love that gun. Uh, it's I hate that gun. It is comfortable. I have a unicorn on it. And it always starts off in my matches carrying it. So I've gotten used to it. Hey, listen, the pros use it. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> the pros know what they're doing. So that gets my number 10. 
My number nine is the M19 SSM rocket launcher, which is the Halo 2 rocket launcher. Mm -hmm. Kind of the OG for me. It's taken every bad aspect that CE had for the rocket launcher, which there wasn't much. It's taken every bad aspect of the rocket launcher from CE and really done away with it. It's added in targeting. It's added a different sleek design. Even the sound design to me is a little bit better. Explosions are better. So that to me really brought it. And it's always an essential you had. Because if you knew mm. a vehicle mission was coming up or some hunters are coming, you're packing. Like, Look what I got. Mm-hmm. Number eight, the M392 DMR. It's the Halo Reach DMR. Mm-hmm. It's the OG to put it in. It felt comfortable. It definitely made me want to swap the assault rifle out and use it. Because like I said, I like more of the marksman stuff in this game. Mm-hmm. Really, really enjoyed that rifle. Number seven? Ten, nine, yeah, seven. The M739 saw. Gotta love that saw. And yeah, specifically Halo 5. I like a little bit more of the aspect in that game, but obviously it's four and five saw. And it just, like you said, what Jesse said earlier, it shreds. It's fun to use. It brings back that Doom-style feel of like just mowing everything down. Mm-hmm. And then getting to the variations, those are fun as well. Yeah. Number six on our list is the Type 1 Energy Sword across the Halo universe. Yep. A unique weapon, but not so unique. I thought it was just really cool that it is a ceremonial aspect to it, but it's just fun. Mm, and it, it's it's different how it is because the hilt is like how you hold the sword is straightforward versus like upwards. It's hard to show. I'm making hand gestures in the studio. You don't know yeah, what I'm doing. Yeah, it's pretty good. Just, just picture what Jesse was doing. It's basically <laughs> like had one hand down, had one hand up, going vigorously up and down, showing how the sword went. Because <laughs> that's what he's doing. Uh, yeah, and I thought it was just a, a really unique aspect. It created so many fun nights of super jumping, breaking the level in Halo 2, you know, going to Zanzibar and walking around break, and doing super jumps. That to me holds a special place in my heart. And it's a fun weapon. Mm-hmm. Number five on our list is the Z250 light rifle. Like I said. Oh, oh, son, where are you getting this from? I absolutely love the light rifle. It's fun. It's great to use. And it's the only thing I like about the Prometheans they have. And That's literally it. And like I said, I like the modes. It, it's, it's a fun one. I like shoot, shoot, bang, bang. It's good. Now we are on to number four on this list is the plasma pistol from Halo Combat Evolved. What? You don't know Halo Combat Evolved until you've rushed everything with that. You can kill everything instantly. (laughs) It actually is quicker than the Magnum, and it does so much more, and you can find them everywhere. Never charge it, just rapid fire. Just rapid fire. Mm Mm-hmm. Then we have numbers. Now we're up to the top three. Top three. These belong on a pedestal. (laughs) These are what make Halo Halo, in my opinion. You're all wrong, so... Agree with me. <laughs> Number three is the M6C pistol. That would be the Halo 2 pistol. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I love it. The fire rate's fun. It's not stupid overpowered. It's not a big clunker in your hands. It's a fun thing. I also love SWAT. Mm-hmm. And it's super fun in that aspect. Also, you could dual wield it. Like I said, you could be a cool cowboy. And who doesn't want to be a cowboy? Exactly. Number two. The BR-55 rifle, that is the Halo 2 battle rifle. What more do you have to say? Kicking it old school. It's old, exactly. It's old school. It brought you into the marksmanship of Halo besides the sniper rifle. It's been a staple since. It's always been a fun weapon. It's created so many different modes based just around that weapon solely. Mm-hmm. And it's, like I said, it's one of the weapons that has felt so good and fun to shoot. 
and you don't really feel the DMR. I like the DMR a lot. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you get that nice clunk clunk of it as you do with the battle rifle. Yeah. And to top it off, the number one best weapon in Halo across the board, the M7S submachine gun from Halo Three ODST. I, I it, it is a great gun. I wouldn't say it's the best, but well, I do love it. Well, you're I wrong. do love it. You're wrong. I do love it. You're wrong. Here's why. It made ODST what it was. Mm-hmm. Whereas Marty did, did the music and set the mood with it. Having silenced weapons, not only because it's an you know it's an ODST kind of uh, extradition team that goes in, mm-hmm. so trying to be quiet mm-hmm. and going around. It also just mimics that like quietness, nothing around, silenced, feeling like you're alone. You don't have this big honking gun to start with. You start on with these covert weapons. And I think that submachine gun feels so good. It's super fun to play with. And it feels right in an ODST's hands and not in a Master Chief Spartan's hands mm-hmm. that just dwarf the weapon and can yeah. crush it in a single like breath. Yeah, exactly. And even to think about it is the first time you get an AR is during the day when it's noisy. Mm-hmm. So it, I, I absolutely see your logic with that. I can agree with you on that. Yeah, it, it's, it's a go... It's a gun that set the mood just so much to wrap around the game itself. I mean, Halo 3 ODST, whether you really enjoy playing it, you like the cliche story, it doesn't matter. What really matters is that Halo 3 ODST is such a piece of art in and of itself that I think the guns really complemented that. Mm, And they really did well on that aspect of it. Well, I do respect your list to an extent, Mm. but now we have my best 10. Well, let's see if there are any good. Number 10, rocket launcher across the board. All right. You gotta realize, I, I don't have a lot of accurate weapons on here. I'm just gonna throw that one out right now. I like the big, big old booms. Hey, that's, I agree. That's got, who I am. Gotta have a rocket launcher. It's, it's Halo, what's Halo without rockets? Exactly. I will say number nine is the carbine. Okay. I, I love how much it just got better and better. And I think four might be my favorite version of it. I, I really love how, how 343 did improve it. Mm-hmm. So across the board, I've never really had too much of an issue with it. Sure. Number eight, the swords. Because mm-hmm. I just, I again, like you had said, it's just, it's fun. Yeah. It's just super fun, and it's so odd to have in Halo in the grand scheme of things when there's a bunch of guns, and occasionally they're like, I'll just throw a sword in there. Yeah, Why and that's not. And that's really like one of the like fun, campy, cartoony aspects that's always been in the game. Even though they've improved the sword to look realistic and have this like mm-hmm. plasma like lance going through it, mm-hmm. you still dart across a map and like stab someone. Exactly. So n- number seven is the DMR. As I said when I when I first played that in Reach, I was like, I can I can never, or I could basically play this for the rest of my life like mm-hmm. with this gun. Like mm-hmm. I loved it so much. Number six is the Mauler. Again, mm-hmm. I like things okay. that go boom, and I love dual wielding those and just running through Halo 3's campaign. Super super fun. Number five is the Brute Shot. Because okay. it, it's starting to see a theme here with the stuff I really like. Explosive, can kind of like have a large radius. Mm-hmm. Stuff that makes the game easier. But no, I just, I love the brutality of weapons. That's what I gravitate towards is how brutal is this weapon. Yeah, I mean, you, you've got what, two, three brute, was two brute weapons so far in here? Yes. Mm-hmm. But that, uh, that's not it. There's another one that makes its way in there. <laughs> Number four is the Hydra. Just because I, I, anytime we get that, you can at least get one kill with it before I die in Husky Raid. <laughs> I, I very much love that my rating was kind of like these different criteria going through as campaign multiplayer. Yours is, can I kill someone? <laughs> can I get a kill in multiplayer and not be lowest in the board? I like that. Number three, the gravity hammer. 
I, okay. I've always loved it since Halo 3, and it just, I always love the idea that Master Chief can be, like, the only one to wield this mm-hmm. until you play Halo 3 ODST. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, we even talked about how you don't get to use that blade, but, you know, in Halo 3 ODST, in that cutscene, he actually flips it over yeah. and uh, hits Romeo with it. So I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Number two is the Halo Reach shotgun. I think that was the mm. best design. I loved that design. It was beautiful. It felt like a powerhouse when you had it. I loved it. Okay. Number one, the saw. I think when hey, it is the most unbalanced, overpowered weapon ever, but it's just fun. Like, I would love to have a saw playlist where you oh, just, everyone, yeah. everyone gets saws and, like, the just no shields. And just see how quickly we drop, like, flies. Oh, and I would love, like, weapon modifications in Infinite, mm-hmm. but are, like, modifiable on all of them. So you have, like, an eight-time scope on a saw that's constantly <laughs> zoomed in. Then you're trying to, like, fire and not see anything. <laughs> that's what I want now. But that was it. That was our, our breakdown of all the weapons along with ranking the worst ten and the best ten. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Tell us if we're wrong, because you guys probably aren't going to agree with us. You're going to disagree with us. No, you're going to agree with me. Why would you agree with us? Because it's the internet. No, but but that was really fun to do. A lot of knowledge. But you really brought in a lot of insight of the weapons that I never even thought about. Or, you know, even talking about when you brought up how the the uh, suppressor in Halo 3 ODST was for those quiet moments. I was like, yeah, that's why we get the AR in Buck's mission at first because mm-hmm. it's during the day. It's it's noisy. So this was fun to do. Yeah, I, I, I had a blast like going through the weaponry. There's a couple things I know I missed between some games and kind of put them into other ones. You know, I think like the Seven Woods and a couple of them. But I just wanted to throw it in there mm-hmm. to have goofy. I, I will say I don't like that we couldn't use turrets because initially... The mounted machine gun turret was on my top 10 list. I took it off just because when I was going through, there's 17 iterations of every turret, plus there's variations in different games. Mm-hmm. So I left that out. I also left like Halo 2A out because that's a whole different thing, and I kind of wanted to stay true to the core of it. Yeah. So kept that out as well. But yeah, I, I had a blast with this, and, and everyone should agree with my list because it's finite, <laughs> and I am right. So Alex, who can who can we point the finger at and blame for making us do this episode and go through all this work. Yeah, because really, it's their fault that these are the definitive lists. Mm -hmm. Nothing changes. I mean, we are right. Um, No one else has an opinion. It's just us. So (laughs) honestly, to thank, that's our patrons. Um, Mm -hmm. So once again, it's a bonus episode. This is brought to you by those patrons who are voting on this. Technically, a gift for my birthday won, but... You know, I'm doing it for the people. So yeah, we chose the second. This is the gift. We chose the second best one, I guess. No, we, we did this. Each month, people vote on it. They get it a month before everybody. So they'll be getting this soon. But it helps us immensely as patrons to help fund this podcast, help bring some more ideas with us because they're helping us along with ideas too of what they want to hear and what other masses are trying to do with it. So really want to give a shout out to them right now. And with that, we have Angry Canadian, Brenton Bagley. Charles Zitter, Cowan Fong Feliciano, D Gamer 1298, Duststorm, Francis, Grant Dillon, Harvey Chong, James Gervasi, Jonas, Colonel Panic, Tactics, Dragonfire, Mr. Cholf, Pasquel Orozco, Skyjack, and ZZ Slipaway. So these guys are amazing and they're with us all the time because we have this Discord with it. So it's just, once again, Helped us immensely. We love doing it. And we're very excited to see like what else we get to do with this. 
Yeah. And again, we're really appreciative of our patrons. So thank you guys so much for what mm-hmm. you do. Moving on from that, though, if for any reason you want to follow us on social and see all the goofy stuff that we post, whether if it's on our Twitter, because we're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. On Twitter, we're always going down weird rabbit holes and finding old tweets from Halo or recently Ke- Ken Levine. Like, it's been wonderful. So you find us on all any of those platforms as well as you can f- listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube, literally anywhere that there are podcasts, you can find us. If not, let us know, and we will get on that. But once again, this was a definitive ranking of the top 10 best and top 10 worst Halo weapons. Thank you once again for sitting in on our weird kind of TED talk about that. Mm -hmm. It was fun, and shout out to Alex. Alex did do the research for this episode, and I do appreciate it immensely. And with that, I am your host, Jesse Reiners. And I am your host, Alex Kendall. And thank you for tuning in to Finish the Fight, a Halo podcast. Halo. It's finished. No. I think we're just getting started.